0: Well, what's up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Liberty at Night with Nate and Charlie on the Free Talk Live network coming at you from Nashville, Tennessee. Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. With fees of less than a penny per transaction, Dash is made for spending. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges, including the decentralized Maya Protocol and the multi-crypto wallets. Thanks to Dash Dow for sending us 32 Dash per month for this sponsorship. It's easy to get and use Dash. You can learn more at Dash.org. That's dash.org. A confusing turn of events uh, with this whole Alexei Navalny guy um, dying in the Russian prison. So it came out uh, yesterday that the uh, that Ukraine is saying that Navalny. Died of a blood clot, like lining up with what Russia said, and I've been scratching my head and trying to find a way to make this fit into one of my conspiracy theories, and I just can't, I just can't get it to work out. I'm trying so hard to make this fit into my my conspiracy theory was that he was killed by someone other than Russia in order to uh, drum up support for uh, our involvement with Ukraine and. More specifically, giving them more money. And, you know, that's my idea on the matter, because I couldn't find a reason that Putin would do this specifically right now. Clearly, he wanted to kill the guy. They had already tried in the past to kill the guy. So I'm not saying that's not something Putin would do. The timing was just weird to me. You know, Congress is in recess. They're trying to get the $60 Why would Putin do this right now? And so that was my little conspiracy theory on the matter, although I didn't have any uh, facts behind it or anything. But now Ukraine is saying that it was a blood clot, which is what Russia said it was. A little bit more details on this. Uh, uh, Karelo, I don't know. I don't know how to say that. Budinov, we're just going to call him Budinov, chief of the main directorate of intelligence, HUR, H-U-R, of Ukraine's Ministry of Defense, has said that Russian opposition leader, Alexei Navalny, died of a blood clot. Quote, I may disappoint you, but as far as we know, he indeed died as a result of a blood clot, and this has been more or less confirmed. Budinov told journalists on the sidelines at Ukraine, year of 2024, forum on Sunday. Uh, He added, this wasn't sourced from the internet, but unfortunately, uh, natural causes. Earlier, Navalny's team reported that his body was finally handed to his mother after more than a week since his demise in a remote Arctic colony. And so when I'm trying to figure out, all right, what's the truth behind this thing? Because I, I don't trust anything that anyone says uh, when it comes to politics really at all. But if anyone, if, if anyone has a motivation to say that Putin killed Navalny, that that, that was at, at his direction and that he was poisoned or anything, if anyone has the motivation to say that, it's Ukraine, Clearly because they would be the biggest beneficiaries of America continuing to fund their war. And so for them to come out and say, oh, no, actually, it's what Russia said it was. No, I haven't done an autopsy myself. I don't actually have all of the uh, scientific data on this. I'm just saying that that's what, that's what this guy's saying, Budinov is saying. Uh, quote, Alexei's body was handed over to his mother, a spokesperson for the Navalny's team, said on X., Uh, His team has already argued that the Kremlin was trying to block a public funeral, which could turn into a show of support for Navalny's movement and his opposition to Putin. Initially, Russian authorities claimed Navalny's death resulted from natural causes following his loss of consciousness during a walk in the prison colony. Uh, His team denounced officials' initial refusal to release his body, Navalny's team, Uh, their refusal for days to let his mother even see it, accusing them of trying to cover their tracks. Now, it's not that you... I'm not... I'm not going to claim that there's that there's no way of killing someone by making them clot, making them form a blood clot. I mean, there are medications that uh, will do clotting, so I don't know. could be something like that. I don't know if you could prove that it was or was not natural. I just think it's interesting that Ukraine's coming out and saying that. Even more interesting on top of that is that this Budinov guy, according to the New York Times, belongs to an elite unit that was trained by the CIA. Um the, uh, the head of the main intelligence director of the Ukrainian Defense Ministry, Budnov was a member of the elite unit uh, detachment 2245, which was trained by the U.S. Central Intelligence Agency. There was this big expose that we need to go through sometime this week from the New York Times talking about the secret war that's been going on with uh, 12 secret uh, CIA spy bases in Ukraine. It's kind of a weird turn of events where everyone was saying that this was completely unprovoked, and then we're going to say, "Well, yeah, actually, the CIA has had secret spy bases, and we've been doing some crazy stuff to Russia over the last ten years." We'll go into more detail on that. So on top of that, this guy has very, very, very close ties to the CIA. I would uh, venture to, uh, I would speculate that he he works very closely with them, if you know what I mean. And so then that's him working for Ukraine, working with the CIA, coming out and saying, yeah, it was a blood clot. What do you guys make of this? I find it to be pretty weird. I'm pretty surprised that this is the information that's coming out right now. I'm willing to be wrong with all of my speculation. That's fine. I have no problem. But what about all the people that went out there and said that it was clearly Putin who killed this guy, that he was clearly involved in his death? That's kind of weird. And then for people with ties to the CIA to be coming out and saying this, I don't know. Speaking of Russia, we'll spend a little bit more time on this one right here. Um, saw this article headline yesterday. This is already starting. This is already starting in preparation for the election. Uh, there's, there's going to be different excuses as to why, if Joe Biden loses, as to why Joe Biden lost. And here's one of the main ones. We've seen it before. Uh, here's the headline from, it, from NBC News, um, Russia's 2024 election interference has already begun. So yes, we have the Russian election interference narrative starting up already. It's only February right now, but it's already starting up in preparation for the election. I highlighted a bunch of portions of this article Because what you'll find is they start off by telling you that they're already starting to spread this information. And then the rest of the article is about how, well, they're not actually doing anything, but they could do this stuff. And then at the end, they say, well, they actually don't have to do anything because the Republican Party is doing it for them. The point is the headline, because people are going to see the headline, their 2024 election interference has already begun. And then in the first couple paragraphs, the first paragraph The first words are Russia is already spreading disinformation in advance of the 2024 election using fake online accounts and bots to damage President Joe Biden and his fellow Democrats, according to former U.S. officials and cyber experts. Oh, man, aren't those people that we can trust when former U.S. officials and intelligence officials come together to tell you that a specific thing is happening? Shouldn't you just trust everything that those people say? Like in the lead up to the 2016 election, where we were told that Russia had swayed the election. Then we got things like the Twitter files coming out, where they were basically forcing Twitter to try and turn over some type of evidence that Russia was doing some type of a disinformation campaign leading up to the election. And Twitter was like, yeah, I can't find anything. I can't can't see that. We don't have anything like that. We're not finding that stuff. And they're like, find the stuff. And so they found some accounts, people with no reach at all, and then that was all compiled into a report and said, yeah, clearly we have evidence that Russia is trying to interfere in the election. When you look at the actual numbers, you find that they, they reached hardly anyone and they didn't have any effect on the election whatsoever. Sure, they're trying to do, of course they're trying to do stuff. We, our, our, whole foreign policy is to meddle in people's elections. So I'm not going to act like Russia's any different either, and I'm not going to act like we're any better. Uh, continuing in the article, the dissemination of attacks on Biden as part of a continuing effort by Moscow to undercut American military aid to Ukraine and US. They go on to tell you about how none of this is actually happening, they're just worried that it's going to happen. Biden's national security advisor Jake Sullivan said Sunday, said on Sunday that there's plenty of reason to be concerned about Russia's trying to interfere in the 2024 election, but that he couldn't discuss evidence related to it. So he's concerned about it, but he can't tell you about any evidence that they have that they're trying to do this. He added, we're going to be vigilant. U.S. officials and experts are most concerned that Russia could try to interfere in the election through a deepfake audio or video using artificial intelligence tools or through a hack and leak such as the politically damaging theft of internal Democratic Party emails by Russian military intelligence operatives in 2016. This is where I point out to you that this Russian hack and leak operation, which, by the way, they said the Hunter Biden laptop story was to begin with, and that wasn't this Russian hack and leak operation from the DNC, was just leaking true information that it turned out the voters wanted to know. So back into the 2024 election interference is already happening from Russia. Accounts from one pro-Russia campaign that Meta cracked down on late last year, an English-language news influencer persona called People Say are still live on other platforms, though some are dormant. A People Say account on X is still visible. So see, this is where Russia is already spreading disinformation about Joe Biden and trying to get people to not be supportive of giving Ukraine more of your money. But it only has 51 followers on X and hasn't posted in almost a year. Its counterpart on Telegram, which Telegram has become a home for some Americans on the far right, is still actively posting divisive content. Ooh, divisive content. We can't have divisive content out there. And has almost 5,000 subscribers. So I want to get this straight to you. The one organization or person that they use as an example or evidence in this article is a persona called People Say, which has 51 followers on X and hasn't posted in a year. And they have 5,000 subscribers on Telegram, and they post divisive content. In the 2022 midterm elections, Russia primarily targeted the Democratic Party to weaken U.S. support for Ukraine, as it most likely blames Biden for forgoing a unified Western alliance back in Kyiv according to a recently released U.S. intelligence assessment. In what appears to be an effort to deepen divisions, Russia has amplified the political dispute between the Biden administration and Texas Governor Greg Abbott over security at the Texas border over the past month. Russian politicians, bloggers, state media, and bots have promoted the idea that America is headed to a new civil war. So if Russian bloggers and politicians and state media talk about this dispute between the Biden administration and Texas Governor Greg Abbott and say things like we're heading into a new civil war, things that even people in America are saying, well, that's Russian interference in the 2024 election. But there's so far no sign that Russia's disinformation operation in Texas has had any significant impact, said Emerson Brooking, a senior fellow at the Dig- Digital Forensic Research Lab at the Atlantic Council. The bigger threat to the 2024 election, Brooking and other experts said, could prove to be artificial intelligence created fake audio. None of these things are things that are happening, by the way. That's why I highlighted in this article, if you're watching the video, every time they said could, could, might, most likely, scenario, unclear, all of these things, none of these things are happening. They're just speculating wildly about things that Russia might want to do. In an article that says that Russia's 2024 Election interference campaign has already started. Most of this article is about hypothetical scenarios about things that Russia could do leading up to the election. Why would they do this? They would do this because you want to start slowly implanting in people's mind the idea that if Donald Trump wins the election in 2024, he is once again not an a legitimate president. That he was once again held by Russia, he is once again a Putin plant. If he doesn't want to support the war in Ukraine and send them more money and stuff like that, that's because he's doing the bidding of Putin and stuff like that. It's to go ahead and sow this idea in people's minds. So that's the first thing that they default to. An orchestrated deep fake or leak may not unfold on the national stage. Instead, it could target a particularly crucial swing state or district, experts said it might aim to discourage some voters from going to the polls or sow distrust about the accuracy accuracy of ballot counting the most likely scenario will be hyper-personalized localized attacks uh, said miles taylor deep fake audio which is easy to create and difficult to detect has been used in a recent in recent elections in multiple countries in the us last month a fake joe biden robocall told New Hampshire Democrats not to vote in the state's primary. Uh, It's been recently discovered that that was actually a Democratic operative. They start off by saying that it's likely that Russia could try to do something like this. The most likely scenario could be this. They could do this. And then they point to uh, evidence that this has happened in other countries, but it wasn't done by Russia. It was done by Americans or by other people in their countries. Two days before Slovakia's parliamentary elections in September, a fake audio clip reported to show the leader of a pro-Western political party discussing how to rig the election. The audio was eventually debunked, and it's unclear what effect it had on the election, but a pro-Russia party opposing aid to Ukraine won most of the votes. Now, they just said it's unclear what effect it had on the election. It was debunked. But then, what they say is a pro Russia party that opposed aid to Ukraine won most of the votes, and so the idea would be that this pro Russia party did it, maybe even by on behalf of Russia, or they are they are working for Russia or closely aligned with them, or they at least share the 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 same viewpoints and desired outcomes, uh, and that they oppose aid to Ukraine, and that's the party that won most of the votes. Well, that's going to be similar to what happens if Republicans win a lot of elections and those Republicans are opposed to aid for Ukraine. Doesn't that mean that they were somehow swayed by some kind of Russia influence in this election? These are all the pathways that are supposed to be building in your mind right now, if you're in the very small percentage of people that actually read past the headline of the article. And then, because they don't have anything else going on right now to talk about, because there's not that much stuff going on and they can't. Specifically, tie anything to Russia. They just go on talking about past things that Russia did. Only on top of that, they can't even prove that Russia did these past things. They have to start off with the word alleged. Alleged, alleged Russian information operations against Ukraine over the past two years open a window into some of the Kremlin's tactics. A study published by uh, Wednesday by the Slovakian Cybersecurity Company found that a pro Russia campaign has been spamming Ukrainians with false and dispiriting emails about the war with claims of heating and food sh- shortages. Well, these countries are at war with one another right now. Uh, in a coordinated effort near the start of Russia's invasion in 2022, cyber attacks temporarily knocked key Ukrainian websites offline while residents receive spam texts telling them that ATMs in the country were down. Yes, these were things that happened in preparation to Russia rolling tanks across the border. Uh, that's, but they're trying to tell you, like, well, these are things that they could do in America. <laughs> Leading up, sure, they could. Do we have any proof that they're going to do these things? No, not really. In the U.S., though, Russia's propaganda themes are now often echoed in comments from some Republican lawmakers and pro-Trump commentators, including the portrayal of Ukraine's government as deeply corrupt. See, these are just pro Russian disinformation campaigns when you hear these Republican lawmakers and pro Trump commentators portraying Ukraine as being a corrupt country. Who would ever think such a thing? I mean, leave out the fact that we just had a, another report of, you know, a stolen $40 million here, people getting fired here because of corruption. Uh, You know, Joe Biden actually admitting that he had to get that prosecutor fired because of corruption. There's no corruption in Ukraine. And it's in fact, the most pure government that you've ever seen in the history of the world. The adoption of Russian state rhetoric in America's political debate is a victory for Moscow. Experts said Putin's goal is to spread doubt and division among Americans. You see Russian state rhetoric, like we should not be giving Ukraine any more money. That is already spreading. In America right now. And this is a victory for Moscow. So anyone who parrots any of these talking points is once again just succumbing to some type of Russian disinformation campaign, or you're just by default doing the bidding of Moscow. There's no reason that you would possibly think that the U.S. is $34 trillion in debt and we got over a trillion dollars in deficit every single year, and that we shouldn't be given another $60 billion to another country. No, you're probably more likely to be someone who's influenced by Putin or doing his work anyway. An equally not nice outcome, this is a quote, an equally nice outcome for them is just what we had last time, where a third of the country doesn't believe the vote. Democracy is questioned. The system gets questioned. So they don't necessarily need to see their guy win to have it be a good outcome for them. See what we're living in right now, where people are questioning the 2020 election. That's actually what Russia wants. It can't be that people actually have legitimate questions about the 2020 election. I don't go down the route of actual ballots being changed or votes, physical votes being stolen. But there was definitely election interference on the part of the actual U.S. government and the mainstream media. I, I don't think that you could even argue against that. It remains extraordinarily difficult for a remote cyber attack to take over voting systems in the US and change vote counts. The American intelligence assessment of the 2022 midterms found no indication that Russia had tried to hack into election systems or ballot counting that year. A former CIA Directorate of operations official said the Kremlin would most likely, most likely, once again, see trying to penetrate US voting systems as a low risk undertaking. Don't see any reason why he wouldn't do it. Not presenting information that they did do it, that they have been doing it, that it's actually happened in the past, that it's actually affected our elections in the past. It's just important to put someone's opinion in there that they don't see why Russia wouldn't want to do it. Still, U.S. officials and disinformation, they don't say Russia's ability to ma- manipulate voters shouldn't be overstated. When it comes to spreading disinformation and fueling distrust in election authorities and election results... The biggest threat comes from within America's fractured, polarized society, not from the outside. And then they go on the last couple paragraphs to say that they're actually skeptical that Russia would feel the need to do any of this stuff because Republicans are already doing these things. Do you see the mind journey that you would take a reader that that read this article, that actually went past the headline, the kind of journey you would take them through? as they were reading this and just absorbing all of it into their brain, if they weren't looking to be skeptical of it the entire time, but they were actually trusting the news source and just trusting that this was all you know, factual and on the up and up, you start off by telling them that they are trying to interfere in the 2024 election, that we are worried uh, about the things that they are doing. And then you say, here's one thing they're doing that they've got on the count on X that's got 51 followers that hasn't posted in a year. And then they got 5,000 followers on Telegram, that's the only thing that they mention in there. And then they talk about a bunch of things that could possibly be done just to try and whip up some fear for you. Just be scared of all these possible things. Look at this robocall thing that happened in this, in this current primary election. It was actually done by a Democratic operative uh, in, in America, but whatever, uh, Don't don't pay attention to that. And then they say, but don't even worry about that the true threat comes from Republicans because Republicans are already parroting what Moscow and Putin want them to parrot. And so once they get you whipped up about how Russia is going to steal the election and they throw in a bunch of things that you should be scared of and they get you thinking about the downfall of America, they say, but the Republicans are already doing this. Anyone who disagrees with the Biden administration is already doing this. Anyone who doesn't want to send Ukraine money is already doing this. Anyone who says that they are... Uh, possibly a corrupt country if there are corrupt officials that are misusing our resources that we're sending them they're already doing this so those are the people that you should actually be worried
1: about 101 Reasons Liberty Lives in New Hampshire, a documentary by Free State Project Early Movers. Watch it free at 101reasonsfilm.com. 101reasonsfilm.com.
0: Well, what's up, all of our liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Liberty Night with Nate and Charlie. We're back. We are back want to make sure you guys go and find us on our daily podcast, which is Good Morning Liberty, goodmorningliberty.us, BrandyLies.com, or search Good Morning Liberty on your favorite podcast app. What's the most important thing that we could be talking about? Is it Russia? Is it immigration? According to polls, it's not. We're going to talk about the economy because that's the most important thing to us on this show and to everyone around the country as well. One thing we've noticed Recently, as inflation has been coming down, is that economists and politicians have been confused why Americans don't think the economy is getting better or why they're so unhappy with Joe Biden Uh, with his performance on the economy. I pulled up one of the most recent poll results, and uh, Joe Biden has a 37% approval rating, 63% disapproval rating when it comes to the economy. And people are just perplexed about this. They can't figure out why Americans don't realize how good they have it and how good Joe Biden has done with this economy. Because after all, inflation has been cut in half or more. And so why aren't you happy? Uh, This tweet from Paul Krugman, he's talking about food prices. And in this food prices tweet, he says, amazing how much mail and comments I get insisting that grocery prices have doubled and are still soaring. They haven't and they aren't. What he puts on here is the CPI for food at home. And what you find is uh, it's showing the prices have gone up about 20 to 22%, something like that, since all the inflation came in. And so the people he's arguing with are the people who have said that food prices have doubled. And he's saying, no, you don't know what you're talking about. However it is that you're feeling, you're wrong. Now you scroll through the comments on this post and it's a lot of people giving anecdotal evidence. I used to buy this for this price and now I'm buying this for this price, which is roughly double what it used to be. Unfortunately, what we're about to talk about is the fact that that's not how CPI is calculated anymore. Even if the price has doubled, that's not how it's calculated. That changed uh, back in the 80s and the 90s. Pull up this article that was explaining this pretty well. They said in 1983, the government switched from using, this has to do with with home prices, and we'll get to food here in a second. Uh, They switched from using home prices, which also included mortgage payments and maintenance costs, to using rental prices to gauge the cost of housing. The cost of housing for people who own their property is now measured using what is called owner's equivalent rent, how much their house would cost to rent it if they did not own it. That's not the craziest thing to me because houses generally appreciate in value. And if you already have a house, well, your costs are not really increasing, except for that it also used to cover maintenance costs for the house, which is something that is increasing quite a bit. But now they do owner's equivalent rent. That has its merits And it has its downsides because what if people don't own a home and they want to own a home now? How much has that price gone up in the last few years? It's gone up a lot. If you're watching the video, you can see this chart of how high housing costs were going up from 1960 up to 1980. The uh, number is skyrocketing, uh, going up to 20% change from previous year around 1980 and then all of a sudden the number just flatlines and it stays pretty low that's where they started calculating this differently and isn't that convenient that we don't count it the way that we used to count it and now the inflation is not as bad keep that in mind when they compare the inflation that we have now to the 70s and the 80s that we calculate the inflation the completely different way than they were calculating the inflation back then the food one is the craziest one to me. And so remember, we're kind of talking about this Paul Krugman tweet where he says, all you guys who think the food prices have doubled, y'all are crazy. Here's what the CPI says. This is another big way it changed, and this was in the 90s. Economists once collected a basket of items, eggs, milk, shampoo, other items, and tracked how much they cost over time. Uh, but that measure was criticized for potentially overestimating inflation because it ignored that consumers adjust their spending over time as prices increase. And we do do this. You you change, uh, you change, might even change how much you eat, but you change the way that you spend money. You might change the brands that you buy. I don't think this accurately reflects the conditions that people are dealing with, though. Economists began to update the basket more regularly about 20 years ago, and the weights are now reset every two years to reflect what people actually spend their money on. They tried to account for substitutions. Imagine that the price of cupcakes went up one month Instead of paying more, a consumer might buy cookies instead, a decent but cheaper dessert alternative, and their monthly costs wouldn't go up. So maybe you used to buy cupcakes, and you see that those cupcakes are now twice as high as they used to be. Does that count in the inflation number? No, because they have assumed that you are instead going to buy cookies. Because instead of cupcakes, what they've said is dessert. And so can you get a close dessert alternative? Well, yeah, you're likely to substitute down to a cheaper price. But what if you wanted what you wanted? What if you wanted to have the same consistent standard of living that you had three years ago and you're just addicted to cupcakes? So you got to have them. I don't know why people would feel this way about cupcakes. I don't get it. They might also buy a container with fewer cupcakes. Switch to a cheaper brand. So if shrinkflation happens... Also, or if you used to buy a six pack of these cakes and now you're going to buy a three or a four pack to try and save money, well, turns out you're not spending more on cupcakes like you maybe would have if you would have been buying six. Turns out your cupcake expenditure did not go up, even though you bought less cupcakes than what you bought beforehand. And to factor in that behavior, the government tweaked how it calculates inflation in some categories in 1999. Uh, correcting the problem in the eyes of many economists. The problem those economists saw was that uh, inflation was way too visible for people when they put out these numbers and they needed a way to keep the inflation number lower. I don't like the idea of assuming that people are going to substitute to a different brand because what are we trying to get out of our inflation number? In my opinion, we're trying to get what it is to maintain the same standard of living that we were maintaining back in 2019, to use that as an example. Brands matter. I mean, sometimes they don't. I get it. Sometimes it doesn't matter if you go to a cheaper brand. Sometimes they do. There are certain items where I'll refuse to buy the off-brand of whatever, whatever the specific item might be. I've got to get that brand. That's the one I've been getting for a long time. And yes, some of those brands have doubled or more in price. As far as the numbers are concerned, they have assumed that I did not care about that specific taste, that specific brand, and that I was fine switching to a cheaper brand, and so therefore inflation did not affect me very much. They shouldn't be making that assumption for people. So I put out this post earlier trying to explain, you know, what is this disconnect between people? Because you look at the poll results on how people feel about the economy. Uh, I think the last number I saw... Uh, let me find 35% of the respondents said that the uh, economy is good. That differs widely between Democrats and Republicans. But 35% of the respondents say that the economy is good. Uh, it was 37% approve of Joe Biden's handling of the economy. Why is that? You keep seeing all these news articles that you know people, they just can't shake this, even though the economy is in great condition. You look at the numbers. Look at the numbers, but they just they just can't shake it. I think the reason they can't shake it is because you can't actually escape the reality that people are feeling when they go to the grocery store. I know what brands of stuff I buy. And I know that cookies are different from cupcakes. And I remember, unlike the, you know, a number that just says a change from this year to this year. I remember what life was like in 2018 and 2019. And I remember how it changed after that. But when you look at the numbers, it, it doesn't show that. They just assume that because they decided this is how they're going to calculate the CPI, that that's the way that everyone's going to be feeling. That's not the way that people operate. Like we know what our lives were like, we know what products we use to make our food over the last several years. And now maybe it's changed in the last few. I put an example out here. I didn't pull numbers or anything, but I just wanted to give an example of how this works. So if you were buying Campbell's soup, I don't know why I picked Campbell's soup. I also don't really eat soup. So I just, I figured a can of something. was a can of something? Maybe it's a can of Campbell's soup and there's a brand name for you. If you bought Campbell's soup four years ago, you might think the price has doubled. But they, in this calculation that started in 1999, they assume that if it's gotten too expensive, you're going to buy a great value soup instead or insert whatever uh, brand name that is, you know, Walmart's is great value and you can pick whatever other cheaper brand name you can come up with. Uh, maybe Campbell's was $2 and great value was $1.25 in 2019. But now Campbell's is $4 and great value is two fifty. dollars Now you might notice that that is a... increase. That is a doubling of the price for each of these items. This calculation says that soup went up 25%. Why does it say that? Because maybe you were paying $2 for Campbell's in 2019, but now they are assuming that you're going to pay $250 for the Great Value brand soup in 2024. So, therefore, it increased by 25%. And that is how they get away. And that's how people like Paul Krugman get away. Was saying that now food prices have only increased by 22%. I put in here the brand names are important because they're all often better taste and quality. Not always, but this new, this calculation, I said it's new, but it's from 1999. It assumes that these are interchangeable. And instead of giving you the number in the CPI calculation for Campbell's Soup, which would be difficult for them to do, I get it. Instead of giving you the number for that, it gives you the number for Soup. Or instead of just giving you the number four, uh, cupcakes, it could give you the number four, uh, dessert package desserts. You're not crazy you're just being lied to. And so when they gaslight you or they act like you're crazy for thinking that things have gone up so much when they show you a chart and they say that it hasn't gone up that much, uh, no, you're, you're probably, you're probably right. Um, I wanted to show you what the actual CPI number, according to Shadow Stats, who calculates it based on the 1980 way uh, and the 1990 way that they calculated this. Uh, but this is the 1980 chart. Um, right now, we're sitting around 3.1, 3.3, somewhere in, somewhere in the low threes for the headline CPI inflation number. And if you calculated it based on the 1980 way of calculating this, we would be sitting around 12% inflation. Almost four times as much inflation happening right now in 2024, or at the time this was done, probably late 2023, uh, as what the official headline number is saying. Now you compound that over the last three or four years, and instead of what we've seen as, I don't actually have this number, I'm just going to guesstimate on it, instead of what we've seen as a 18% compounded inflation over those few years, you might be more at 50% compounded inflation for for all items over these few years. What we feel and what you feel is that old way that this was calculated, Because you're the one that has to make decisions on whether or not you're going to switch to a different brand or whether or not you're going to stop buying cupcakes and buy cookies instead. All of those things compound in your your memory and the way that you feel when you're going to the grocery store. The chart does not show that. But the inflation rate that we feel is the blue line on the chart that I'm showing you right now, if you're watching the video. That's where the disconnect is right there. All right, that concludes that portion of the show. I wanted to talk about the uh, student loan forgiveness thing. Thank you, Bailey, for that compliment. I appreciate that. The Biden administration forgave another $1.2 billion in federal student loans. Just got the numbers on this uh, last week. It's actually forgiven quite a bit under this new, what they call a save, it's called the save pr- program. I think the old one was called Repay or something like that. Uh, it's pretty crazy. you know. He tried to forgive what was calculated to be about $500 billion in student loans. This whole time, I really feel left out, by the way, because I my student loans got bought by a private company. Uh, and by, I think, is it a Mohila or private company, something like that, is uh, who has my student loans. And so I don't qualify for any of this. Um, even when they were doing the, the interest and all of that, uh, the pause on that, Didn't count, you know, I paid my loans the whole time. Uh, So if you got bought by a private company, you're you're screwed on this whole thing. But they shouldn't be doing it in the first place. I went to school. I told them that I was going to pay for that. All the paperwork said what interest rates were going to be and stuff like that, and I agreed to pay that stuff back. I went through a period of a few years after I got out of college and didn't pay my loans, you know, racked up a bunch of interest and charges and stuff like that on them. And so the situation I'm in with those loans right now, where if you look at the number, I've paid off $2,000 worth of my student loans when I've been paying on them consistently every month for uh, 15 15 years, something like that. And I've paid off like $2,000. But I pay like $400 a month (laughs) for the student loans. It sucks. Okay, it does suck. I shouldn't have gone to college. What a waste of time. Anyhow, on Wednesday, the Biden administration announced $1.2 billion in additional student loan forgiveness for more than 150,000 borrowers. This is definitely not a way that they're buying votes. Definitely not a way that Biden is trying to get votes before the election, stepping up this whole forgiveness thing when he's doing terrible with young people who are upset about the Israel-Gaza thing. His poll numbers are terrible with young people projected to lose pretty badly, actually, in the uh, in the election right now. Definitely not just trying to buy votes. That's not what it is. This is not bribery in any sense. Uh, this particular round of forgiveness was previously announced last month, and we just got the exact cost. Quote, the Biden-Harris administration has now approved nearly $138 billion in student debt cancellation for almost 3.9 million borrowers Through more than two dozen executive actions. Wasn't, I mean, he'll, he'll use that pen for stuff that he wants to use that pen for. From day one of his administration, President Biden vowed to fix the student loan system and make sure higher education is a pathway to the middle class, not a barrier to opportunity. This is not doing anything to fix the student loan system or to make sure that higher education is a pathway to the middle class. The way that higher education is a pathway to the middle class is if you go and you get a, a, you obtain a skill that is actually valuable in the economy, that is actually needed in the economy, and that you actually need the degree to get whatever job it is that you end up working. That's how it's actually a pathway. That's not just because you have the degree if it's a completely worthless degree. Or in my case, if you have four and a half years of college and no degree, that doesn't help you. Uh, either just so you know and it's not fixing the actual student loan system you're not helping with the actual prices of college all you're doing right now is you're incentivizing the colleges to keep raising their prices to astronomical levels you're promising to promising to bail out students who get into these loans how is that actually going to fix the student loan system that's not a fix Back to the article, this latest slate of forgiveness is part of the Education Department's sweeping changes to how the government handles student loan repayment. As part of the administration's original attempt to forgive up to $20,000 in federal loans per borrower, they also made several changes to other student loan programs. Most notably, they introduced the saving on a valuable education. SAVE, a new income-driven repayment IDR program designed to be much more generous than previous plans. For example, under the previous plan, repay. uh, Monthly payments were set at 10% of a borrower's discretionary income, and that discretionary income was defined as earnings above 150% of the poverty line, with forgiveness coming after 20 years of consistent payments. Now, the payment is only 5% of their discretionary income, which is now defined as 225% above the poverty line. And you, uh, let's see if the borrower's balance is less than 12 K, they'll get forgiveness after just 10 years. So it used to be 20. Now it's 10. It used to be 10% of the, of your income above 150% of the poverty line. Now the payment is 5% of your income above 225% of the poverty line. And like I said, uh, you got to pay on it for 10 years instead of 20. So they, Made it like way, way easier. Way easier to get your loans paid off. I'll show you why I wanted to talk about this. And we'll get into a couple tweets, one from Robert Reich and one from Nina Turner um, after this. Uh, The original plan was estimated, and I remember the Supreme Court said that he couldn't do this. And Biden's been out there boasting about how, yeah, they said I couldn't do it, but I went ahead and did it anyway. Okay, that's fine. I just wonder if the same people are going to be okay with that logic when some other president is doing the same thing. Yeah, the Supreme Court said I can't do it, but I'm going to do it anyway. That didn't stop me. I don't think a lot of people are going to be okay with that line. That was estimated to cost $500 billion. And everyone was freaking out about that. The Supreme Court said that he couldn't do it. This plan, the save plan, over the next decade as this happens... Is going to come in around $475 billion, $475 billion. And the $500 billion one uh, was told by the Supreme Court that they couldn't do it anymore. So they found a way to still forgive almost the exact same amount. It'll probably end up being even more than that. They'll add on new ways to try and do this. Why are they doing it right now? Probably because it was a campaign promise and they're coming up on an election year. Now, if you say that, you're some kind of conspiracy theorist. Like Robert Reich just said, funny how wealthy Americans will readily accuse Biden of buying votes with student debt forgiveness, but had no issue with Trump signing massive tax cuts for themselves could have been a dumb bleep submission for Friday, but I didn't want to wait all the way until Friday to mention to Robert Wright that deciding that you're going to steal less money from people is not the same thing as deciding that you're going to steal money from people and give it to other people. I know that in a way, people don't see that as what is happening when they cancel, in quotes, your student loans, but the debt is not canceled It's transferred onto the taxpayers. It it's not as if the school is like, okay, yeah, we're not gonna charge you for this college. The the government canceled it. So we're not, you know, we're no longer going to accept payment for the time that you were at school. Is that what's happening? No. School's already been paid. They already got their money. So it's coming from somewhere, but it's not actually canceled. Where's it gonna come from? It's gonna come from the taxpayers or it's going to come from inflation, which is going to be everyone, borrowing, which is going to be everyone. It still comes from other people. That's what I'm trying to get at. So this idea that student debt forgiveness, you know, people are upset about that, but they were totally fine with tax cuts. That ain't the same thing because taxation is theft. That is taking from people what they have justly earned. Okay, this is actually still just taking from people what they have justly earned and giving it to other people who had signed on the dotted line saying that they were going to pay something back. Now, he says, There's not, this is not buying votes. This is ridiculous. He's not buying votes. I wanted to couple that with a post from Nina Turner who said, she's retweeting, quote tweeting, this poll and uh, the, the poll says a new poll conducted in Michigan by Howard University shows that President Biden's support among black voters has dropped from 49% to 49% from 94%. It was at 94% in 2020 down to 49% right now. If that actually holds true to the way people that vote, by the way, then Biden loses the election. If, if that is actually how the votes are going to shake out, he'll lose the election based on that number. Trump support has risen to 26%, which is three times what it was in 2020. So it was a little bit over 8% in 2020 among black voters. Now it's up to 26%. So what is Nina Turner's response to this? Reparations now, Medicare for all now, college for all now. Her actual answer is that we need to buy everyone's votes. I just found that to be pretty funny If you're having a hard time getting support Among black voters You know what you need to do Give them free stuff And by free I mean by using money That you stole from people under the threat of Imprisonment and death That is what you need to do You can't get them to vote for you Let's give them other people's money Problem solved But wait there's more That's right we got a whole lot more Liberty at Night On the Free Talk Live network coming right up What's up, everyone? It's Liberty at Night with Nate and Charlie on the Free Talk Live Network.
2: How's it going, man? You're just sporting the
0: racist flag always. It's
2: pretty good, you dude. You a thing for snakes, don't you?
0: Yeah. Yeah, big fan of snakes. You and, are a um, snake. I'm a big <laughs> That's what it is. I think snakes are fine. Snake, snake Thurston. Snakes don't really bother me. Snake any, Thurston. So Not fine Nate with Thurston. Me.
2: Th- snake
0: Thurston. I do like the, uh, the gas. I've got a new hat on the way right now from the Fed. Uh, god hates feds i uh, thought com. you were against death so
2: you're basically like give me liberty or give me death even though yeah I thought well you i want
0: the, I, I prefer the liberty part oh so i'm still against death even when it comes to that okay so uh anyway hey what's up it's good morning liberty we talk about life liberty and the pursuit of meaning every single day of the week when we want to and i don't want to today
2: i'll tell you that much yeah, right off the top you could already
0: tell i mean we've been able to tell for about three years now so but i'm still doing it yeah i know Still yeah. here every day fulfilling. I still show up as a hollow version yeah.
2: of what who Chuck <laughs> used to be. Hollow and, version. And you know? I'm just a walking I don't even think I have bones anymore. You know, just a walking AI
0: version. Yeah, you're not even real. No, this is all auto-generated right now. Well, that's not true. They yeah. know it's not true because you're showing up as white right now. So there's no way it's AI-generated.
2: My heart has turned so black and cold that it's <laughs>
0: this is supposed to be white. Filtered from my body.
2: <laughs> you know, it's so I'm just a hollow version. I used to be an optimist. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh huh. But like that moth, and yeah. Or McDonald's story. Mm-hmm.
0: I am. I'm, I've am i passed the point of pessimism. I'm not going to let you bring me down, Charlie, no matter how hard you try that are going on at, in all of the You know that song, grimness. I'm never going to give you up? Yeah.
2: I'm never going to bring you you're, up.
0: You're never going to bring me up. You're never going to...
2: I'm always going to tear you down.
0: You're never going to not give
2: up. That's it. You? That's just who I am now. Anyway. You know, once you live a certain amount of time on this earth, <laughs> you just realize there's no point.
0: <laughs> okay
2: and but you keep going but you should keep going you should keep going you should keep everyone
0: here should keep going (laughs) okay betterhelp.com slash gml betterhelp.com slash gml if this is not an official uh sponsored segment by them or anything but it i guess it could be Uh, one of the better ones you can you Mm. can do it you can do it right now okay listen we got to do a show. We, you, me and you can talk about this some other time, you know, but we got to do a show where we yeah. talk about things yeah. and people listen. You know, I hope people stuff. are
2: laughing because they think so, I'm joking. No. Uh, even though I'm not, but yeah. it
0: sounds like a joke.
2: Yeah. So that's, that's what's most important.
0: All three people who haven't turned this off or think it's hilarious. Funny because it's
2: true. <laughs> funny because it's true
0: all right what do you have for us today nate i wanted to add a white pill onto yesterday's discussion you know yesterday's discussion when we talked about all of those uh conspiracy theories surrounding russia and all that stuff yeah we you know we say several times we have no idea what the truth is on all of these things Uh, Navalny, the ukraine city thing the the space nukes the Whatever it is, we don't we don't know, and that really is the case for a, a lot of stuff. Did you know that there was a story that we covered, like many people covered, about that guy uh, who the FBI informant? Did you see this where he he said that um, there was a ten million dollar uh, scheme from between Biden and his son, five million for each one of them. Uh, something that, that the we talked guy. about. That guy got indicted for for lying about this apparently that was made up and now Mm. apparently according to the current news stories that are out there he's also interlinked with some russian intelligence people and this is actually seeming to have the workings of a russian disinformation campaign where Mm. they fed this guy uh fake news according to our doj biden's doj it's fake news
2: filtered through probably yeah. julian assange <laughs> yeah and probably like, like a the private server of wikileaks you yeah know?
0: so the the point of this is we don't really ever know what the truth is and that is why everyone should be a libertarian because the only the answer is that you don't have to determine who's telling the truth in all the scenarios uh you just shouldn't be giving all of these people this power and all of your money and we shouldn't be talking about a, whether or not people are lying about things or people are dying in prison in order to get Congress to pass a $95 billion spending bill where they send out stolen money to people in other countries yep. to fund wars that are going on. We're trying to say they shouldn't have the opportunity yeah. to lie about it because it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't
2: matter. That conversation wouldn't happen because they wouldn't be able to steal money from you. Yes. and that That's, that's how you actually solve the problem. That's
0: why like, things like libertarianism or... Uh, Anarchism, or whatever they are, are the actual only answer to all of these problems that's taking away the power from all of these people. So they wouldn't want to lie. They wouldn't have the opportunity, or it wouldn't matter if they were lying because, what, okay, what are you going to do? What are you going to do about it? You don't have the power to steal our money in the first place. And so I just wanted to say, because I had that in the notes, uh, the show notes for yesterday, and forgot to say it. Along the same lines, before we get into the three white pill stories, I have, uh, I ran across this post from someone named Tammy Murphy, who is running for something in New Jersey, maybe state Congress or something like that. Tammy Murphy says, Healthcare is absolutely a right and not a privilege. That's why I support Medicare for all. Yeah. And of course, my response was, You don't have a right to something that must be provided by another person. Seems self evident to me. We had a whole civil war over it. You know, (laughs) you don't (laughs) have a right to the labor of another person or the products uh, of their labor, unless you've entered into a a freely entered into a contract as an employer employee relationship and they're producing products and, you know, they get money in exchange for their time, uh, something like that. But no, you don't have a right. To some, how can you possibly have a human right to something that another human has to create for you? You can't
2: because it's for the good of the people, Nate. And that's That's why
0: that's the that's the problem here. Now I got a couple typical responses. Why can't you
2: like extrapolate this idea out to other like the right? What about the right to comfortably travel?
0: Comfortably travel. Everyone.
2: So everyone deserves. Alexis or mercedes whatever yeah. whatever's comfortable i know a lot of you guys out there are driving you know range rovers and g wagons ridiculous stuff like that <laughs> i would still pick my truck as the most comfortable ride yeah but it's a comfortable ride. A travel is a right i should have the right to comfortably travel hmm. well
0: so, that's the slippery slope right there that's what
2: i'm saying you could extrapolate that, this out to anything go back to native american tribal days does everyone have a right to the, to the witch doctor? You know? <laughs> the witch doctor? The one with the clay bowls.
0: Maybe like a, just just a medicine making, man. The whole medicine it man, yeah. Would be
2: the... <laughs> cooking like up the potions. I don't think it was a witch
3: doctor. He may not even
2: want a right to that. <laughs> you know, cooking up potions yeah. with deer blood and and buffalo nuts. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the hairs of a pygmy cat, you know? Drink this, and your blue is yeah. cured.
0: Now you got a you can have a right to that if you want to have a right to that. <laughs> I just i got know. a i got a couple typical responses, and thank God they didn't mention roads, but they did mention other things. And uh, this guy named Adam Sandler mm. not not that one uh, said I've always been curious about this. Does that mean disband police and fire protection, public education, and current Medicare? And someone else said no police. No military, no court system, no religion too. <laughs> it's hard to imagine. No, yeah. it's easy if you try. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you would have those things. Um, they go with some of the... I love when people go to roads and police and fire and stuff like that because those things, like of all the tax money that Americans pay, if you pulled it all into a total number, it would be like... 0.1% of the amount of stuff that we pay for. Not
2: only that, you, know? you don't have a right to them.
0: You still, well, like if you pay for them, now, you, know, like you still pay taxes for them. No, but the, you know? even the Supreme Court has ruled that the yeah. police are not obligated obligated to protect you, yeah. So so you're paying for and it. And you still have to pay a fee to drive on the roads after those get built or whatever. Or
2: they can blockade a road, they can block parking, they can do all kinds of stuff because the government runs the roads. So. Mm-hmm. Even though you're paying for it, they can decide to deny you access at any point
0: for it's any true. reason. It's true. So you still don't have an now, ab- absolute right to these things. For the most part,
2: they they don't typically. But you know what? I've been driving to Nashville where they've just shut down part of the interstate.
0: Yeah. Without telling me, by the way. And they've it's given like up they, on taking care of the roads. Like they here.
2: sent me a text message saying, hey, you know, we've closed down this road, uh, you know, so sorry about the inconvenience we've created for this road that you paid for. Uh, you know, really sorry about that. Here's an alternate route that we've curated for your inconvenience which is what a private company would do by the way the road or
0: should the roads are so terrible i have a crack in my windshield after it after it snows and the snow plows go down the roads they go through and they rip out all of the previous potholes that they had fixed by running the snow plow across them or
2: because the ice expands the road it creates new crumbles and
0: yeah. when the like going down the interstate it, right now you're constantly getting bombarded by pieces of the road hitting a your way windshield.
2: higher chance of dying right now
0: oh it's bad it's Not really because
2: of that, but like some of those potholes are gi- gigantic.
0: Big. I saw they had to put a cone in one of them and only half the cone was sticking out. <laughs> like, yeah, it was bad. Okay. Now they always go with these really easy things, which would be like the last things that you would actually try to get rid of. But it shows like the slippery slope. Like, oh, you don't want to pay trillions of dollars for Medicare for all and just finish destroying the entire healthcare system and give a terrible medic- medical treatment to everyone well then you must not want to have police departments yeah you know yeah. like that's how slippery the slope is that if you decide that you're going to do one thing well what else is in the public good interest after that well most of these things are taken care of the most of the things these people mention like police and fire and education. They're supposed to be taken care of by your local property taxes and state taxes and things like that. We don't have state taxes here in Tennessee. We still have police departments and fire departments and public education, things, things like that. Sales tax, property tax. Yeah. We got sales tax and property tax and, and that's how they do it. Sales tax, I think is the, is the most fair way to do it because you can at least find a way to get out of that one by saving your money, um, for at times that you can property tax I'm not a big fan of that one uh because it's kind of like paying rent to the government to never your, actually own your own property own, yeah, you don't ever you don't actually ever have your own property but the 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 answer really is that yeah we would still have these things the way that we would have these things is that people would voluntarily contrib- contribute uh they would voluntarily pay Do you know
2: who services my house if I have a fire
0: who the
2: Arrington Volunteer
0: Fire Department. Most fire departments in the United States are volunteer fire departments.
2: The Arrington Volunteer mm-hmm. Fire Department, which by the way, they do like nice parades. How in our the heck
0: does your neighborhood have a volunteer fire department? They do nice little
2: parades mm-hmm. in our neighborhood to raise money. Mm-hmm. They they have boot drives and, and all kinds of stuff. And guess what? I think uh, last year they just purchased a new fire truck with all the money. That these nice...
0: They still get federal grants and things that for the these fire nice organi-
2: That these nice homes all donated Yeah, to them. There's several people I know that, that donate quite a bit. Our fire department's really cool.
0: My my brother is a fire chief of a volunteer fire department, and they're doing a chili supper coming up. They're going to be providing food to people, and if they want, they can come there, and they can get chili and whatever else, and they'll exchange money for it, and then they're, they're going to raise money off of that to mm-hmm. do whatever it is they need to do with their fire department. And so people will voluntarily contribute to these things if they are important enough to them. Like these things are important. I think there needs to be some kind of security, like police, to enforce laws to make sure that people's uh, rights are not being violated or taken away by others. To to enforce property rights, for and people, people who
2: are rich enough have actual bodyguards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to couple with police, you they know? do like
0: a military. I think our states and our, our people would. Band together, to pull money together. The, the problem is that our government is so big now that no one can imagine voluntarily getting enough money from the people in the United States to pay for it. And the answer is you wouldn't. You would get a government that's about 10% of the government that we have right now, which is what it should be.
2: Uh, I, I disagree with that. Yeah? I disagree with that. And the reason why is because currently America donates around $800 billion a year. That's after being taxed. Mm-hmm. So, I think you would get about twenty five, twenty five to thirty percent of current government something like expenditures.
0: That. But they would it would because I think you could
2: get I think you could get the American people to donate around a trillion dollars a year if they're at eight hundred billion right now. Uh, I think you can get them to do about a trillion.
0: Yeah i I hope that that would happen. I think a lot of that donation, not to take away from how great it is, a lot of that donation are people that are trying to get tax write offs, and if you don't have the tax, then I don't know if they would donate. That money, I think. I think a lot of them would, and they would definitely donate towards things that were super important. Like if we don't have a military, someone would invade our country, and then none of us, you know, would have yeah. would be in America anymore. We'd be in the land of China mm-hmm. or something like that. Do I have to go to? I think I have to go to the Ayn Rand clip, one of my favorite ones, of when she brings up voluntary uh, taxation, which is something we played several times on the show before, but it explains our point pretty well.
2: All right, so you're obviously against forced government anything, bussing, right? Oh, certainly. You're against taxes, forced taxation?
3: Uh, that would be the last reform that I would advocate. But you don't really think it's going to be possible to have a community of men without forced man- mandated taxes? No, I I wrote it, and it, I won't go into details, about an alternative, which would be voluntary taxation. Voluntary contributions to the Government, because we need. You, the know, government. you know why they're going over? Oh, oh, oh. Because they don't think any. See, it won't work. Oh no! If they, if you had to contribute ninety percent or even fifty percent of your income, that wouldn't work. But the government doesn't cost that much. The government's proper function is only to protect your rights, and that means to protect men from those who initiate wars. So the government protects uh, the peace, internal peace. That means the policeman. Uh, the government runs the army and navy protection from outside forces yeah. and law courts so that citizens who disagree can settle their disputes peace- peacefully. That's the only functions of government. Uh, so you like an individual who stands...
0: So that's one of my favorite clips because I, well, I agree completely uh, with her. And at every time we've ever brought up this clip, I have to mention the fact that people are scoffing uh, because they don't think people would contribute towards these things, which in my mind means that they know that people would decide that we don't need most of the things that the government does. Because if they did think that we needed most of the things the government does, they would contribute to it like they do to anything else. And so we would eventually get down to the things that we only need, which would be a military, police, courts, but. That's about it. God, I mean, think about
2: <clears throat> think about the military for one second. We spend almost a trillion dollars on the Department mm-hmm. of Defense alone, and then on top of that, how many organizations exist that are nonprofit charities just to support military? That's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, a lot of them. I don't know how many billions of dollars go through those. A lot of billions. I haven't done my research on that, but I guarantee if you look it up, it's probably billions that still get donated to veterans, uh, current military sending care packages and all kinds of stuff. So it's like do people care about the military? Yeah, absolutely. They mm-hmm. they absolutely do and would contribute to something like that.
0: Well, then, um, I mean you look at all the people who have businesses here in the US and live here in the US, even rich people like it's in your best interest for us to have a military that would prevent people from invading America.
2: Yeah. Do you think like, Amazon you know, wants to do business in a place that is is, is war torn?
0: No. Like you don't <laughs> want a foreign army to invade and take over your buildings and nationalize your industry. Like you would contribute towards a military for the United States. Yeah. You might even contribute more than you're contributing in taxes right now if it's just going towards those things that protect your business from people doing the harm. You know. Mm-hmm. And I I just. Uh, I didn't like this idea that if we can't have Medicare for all, then that means we can't have police <laughs> or something like that. That's the problem with the slippery slope of deciding that the government can forcefully take away money from people and use it for the public good. Is that Who decides what that public good is? And at the end of the day, it'll it'll end up just being every single thing that there is. Will eventually be the public good, like you said, a, a comfortable ride when you're going down the road, like you have a right to that. some people are comfortable, and some people as uh, air conditioning's broken their car. well, that's not fair. it's unfair, yeah, yeah, so um, anyway, let's get on to My a mom couple. drove a car mm. without an air
2: conditioner for like the last five years. she just got an upgrade Whew. you know, mm. I think last summer, but the five years before that she had no AC
0: oh man. Did she? Did you tell her she had a right to an AC? I told her that, and no one listened. Huh. Okay, which is unfortunate. Javier Javier Mile, remember that guy? Mm-hmm. He uh, delivers Argentina's first monthly budget surplus in twelve years. Mm. That's good. Now it's a monthly budget surplus. We see months where we have these crazy wild deficits, and then months where we have just normal crazy but not wild deficit stuff like that. Uh, you know, so month to month, who knows? It could end up being, you know, back in the negative next month or something like that. But go ahead, Charlie, with some of this story. All right.
2: Argentina's government under newly elected President Javier Mille achieved its first monthly budget surplus in nearly 12 years in January. I mean, it's still pretty good, though.
0: Yeah. 12 years. I mean, they happen to not have a budget surplus in the month for 12 years. Yeah. Uh,
2: the surplus, which was uh, $589 million U.S. dollars, which is the a, a number even unheard of in Argentina pesos.
0: <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> what is it? About 1,000? It's, it's a, official exchange rate is 800 to 1, I think, right now. Yeah, so 589 million times 800. Mm. So that would be... That's incalculable.
2: <laughs> that'd be over 40 billion pesos. That's a lot. Somewhere around there, 50 billion pesos. I don't Argentina have a calculator pesos. handy, so... Uh, at the official exchange rate... Oh, I'm sorry. That's 500 billion pesos. I
0: was going to say pesos. I forgot a zero. There's no way of doing this.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no, there is. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, the Argentine government revealed on Friday, it also includes interest payments on the public debt. This, uh, it is the first monthly financial surplus since August of 2012 and the first surplus for a, jan- for a January since 2011, the economy ministry said. So uh, Miele aims to balance public finances in 2024 and has been negotiating with the International Monetary Fund, the IMF, regarding a $44 billion loan. And I'm assuming that's a U.S. dollar
0: loan. I would assume so.
2: Miele is an advocate for substantial spending cuts, reduction of public debt, and a move towards dollarization of the economy. Argentina experienced a 20.6% inflation rate in January after a 50% devaluation of the peso removal of price controls and significant rate increases.
0: Uh, they did do a an intentional devaluation of the peso, by the way, because the government had basically been lying uh, about what the actual value of the peso was uh, versus the dollar. And so that actually accounts for some of these crazy charts and figures and stuff that you'll see with the inflation and the devaluation. Because Uh, now they're telling the truth because that now, yeah, now they're actually doing, because they had like black market exchanges and stuff that were exchanging at the real rate. And the government was like lime, which, which makes your dollar, the, the dollar not as strong when you try to go do something in the Argentine economy, which actually makes it less likely for businesses to come and do things there because you don't get what the actual exchange rate is. And so his idea now is to actually get in line. They say it's actually more like a thousand to one, but they changed the official rate from it was like 390 to 800 to get it closer to what the real exchange rate is Uh, so businesses will see that that their dollars are stronger and they can come there and and do business
1: this hour of free talk live is brought to you by dash digital cash dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending tired of the ever-inflating u.s dollar you can live your life on dash instead with some handy websites BitRefill.com has been accepting Dash for years and has a ton of big-name retailers and brands including grocers, gas stations, phone refills, Amazon, and even prepaid MasterCards. Plus, many of their gift cards are available at a discount. But what about paying your bills? Spritz.Finance can do that, and they can send dollars to your bank account in case you still need those for some reason dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges including the decentralized maya protocol and in multi-crypto wallets it's easy to get and use dash start by learning more at dash.org thanks to the dash dow for sending us 32 dash per month to promote dash on the air visit dash.org to learn about dash dash.org <laughs>
0: Nate and Charlie on the Free Talk Live Network, Liberty at Night. Let's continue this conversation about Javier Mille in Argentina, and then we're going to talk about another good thing, and then it's time for Don't of the Week.
2: So poverty levels also surged to uh, 57.4% in January for Argentina's 46 million people, marking the highest rate in 20 years, according to a study by the Catholic University of Argentina, In 2023, under the previous socialist government, Argentina ended with a 211% inflation rate and 45% of the population in poverty.
0: Now, that uh, poverty level went up because of that intentional devaluation of the peso, by the way. So,
2: Despite the current challenges, 53-year-old libertarian economist, Mille, still predicts an economic rebound within three months. Uh, This guy's pretty much a real libertarian
0: yeah i hope that i hope that happens i mean that's a pretty quick turnaround you know that i've been um some would say negative i would say realist when it comes to this stuff uh but i really do hope that it goes the way he says it's going to go um I think that this is a perfect time for me to mention that we've got some Javier Mille shirts on our website, GodHatesFeds.com. Guys. <laughs> nice. Just so you know, so if you want to go to GodHatesFeds.com, um, there's one that says the state is a criminal organization. Oh, That's we can compete
2: with all the Che Guevara's. From, uh,
0: from Mille. Gay shirts that we're going around. <laughs> Here's one. fair All right. Um, Let's see, we got that one. Oh, and there's a Ron Paul's Right shirt. How about that? That's weird. Oh, look, Costco. That's kind of weird. Ron Paul's we Right. Some more. got some more stuff coming. Uh, the last I, paragraph of that, though, mentioned
2: <clears throat> an important thing, which is Miele has uh, acted on his campaign promise, and he's halved the number of federal ministries already from 18 down to nine. Mm. Just nine. They're operating on uh, two of the four cylinders. Wow. So. How about that? And, of course, probably just a giant implosion Mm. it probably looks similar to that submersible trying to find the titanic
0: or it must be caving in on itself yeah just gone yeah wouldn't it be really cool if this goes really well it will people are happy it will go really well i just hope people are ready for the pain because you see the poverty level going up like things are going to get worse before they get better and my hope is that people are truly ready for that you know I mean, you're, right now he's taking the needles away. <laughs> he is, you know, yeah, <laughs> which sucks. I know. I just wonder when the when the withdrawal sets in. It's it's happening right now. Yeah. yeah, they're yeah.
2: starting to get the sweats. <laughs> the shakes are going to start to occur. Yeah, but on the other <laughs> side, is is good. It will if he's able to implement what he needs to implement. It will go well. We know this. I think the, the data backs it up. The truth backs it up
0: because they have the potential for such a large economy and they have so many natural resources and all that they should see a lot of businesses move back in the town there and um, i think that's why he started with this devaluing the peso and stuff like that um we'll see i hope it goes well but it's it's seems like it is so far i love this one right here amazon is arguing that the national labor board is unconstitutional joining spacex and trader joe's oh and oh boy would i love to see this go to the Supreme Court. That would be nice. I, I would be so happy if this happens. They're arguing in legal filing, which by the way, I can't find the legal filing itself anywhere. I was going to try and read it today. Um, eighty The 88-year-old National Labor Relations Look at that. It was only uh, seven years old when Joe Biden was born. 88-year-old <laughs> National Labor Relations Board is unconstitutional echoing similar arguments made this year by SpaceX and the grocery store chain Trader Joe's in disputes about workers' rights and organizing. Which Also owns Aldi, by the way. Do they?
2: Trader Joe's and Aldi, yeah, same company.
0: The Amazon filing made Thursday came in response to a case before an administrative law judge overseeing a complaint from agency prosecutors who alleged the company unlawfully retaliated against workers of the New York City warehouse who voted to unionize nearly two years ago. In its filing, Amazon denies many of the charges and asks for the complaint to be dismissed. The company's attorneys go further arguing that the structure of the agency, particularly limits on the removal of, of administrative law judges and five board members appointed by the president, violates the separation of powers and infringes on executive powers stipulated in the Constitution. The attorneys also argue that the NLRB proceedings deny the company a trial by jury and violate its due process rights under the Fifth Amendment. Hmm. Um, Seth, I. Th- I think they're obviously... I think they're right about this. I mean, when you, if you just look at the broad, grand scope of this idea that this goes to an administrative court, there's no trial by jury. And if you retaliate against people who are trying to unionize, meaning you fire some of your workers or something, there was another case of them firing a worker who uh, someone live streamed it that was just like going after another employee, calling her all sorts of terrible names. In the book, and they fired the person for doing this. Well, he came back and they argued that this was actually a, a union protest. Therefore, he could say all of these super demeaning, <laughs> terrible, calling this person names. Yeah. Um have been so trans. Had, they had to rehire the person <clears throat> and give them back pay. Uh, when, just in a normal situation, everyone would agree that this person needed to be fired for what they were saying yeah. to another employee. Uh, but since this was in some way in context of unionization well then they were protected for uh, abusing their their uh, co-worker it's a
2: new lo- it's a new slogan of yeah. the
0: union join <laughs> the union say what you want so i uh obviously i think unions if you want to form a union that's fine but the business should be able to fire every single person that wants to form a union Mm-hmm. because it's their business and they should be also able we're to. already
2: in a more perfect union
0: yeah because we're in the united states of course yeah but what about an even more perfect union that's what they're trying to form Oh, yeah. well, we're already in one now you should you should obviously be able to fire i believe anyone you want for any reason mm-hmm. at all at your freaking business in your building that you own yeah that no one else has a right to tell you that they have a right to come in there and be there and for you to pay them money when you don't want them to be there in your building that you own for your company that you invested
2: yeah, millions to billions of dollars
0: at the end of the day, that itself sounds like it, it would be unconstitutional to violate Mm -hmm. those things that we just said.
2: I I mean, the third amendment I think includes
0: (laughs) quartering (laughs) union employees. I think it does. (laughs) You know, finally we're going to get that third amendment case sometime. (laughs) I'm telling you Seth Goldstein An attorney who represents both uh, the Amazon Labor Union and the labor group Trader Joe's United said the trend was very frightening. Uh, He says, since they can't defeat successful union organizing, they now want to just destroy the whole process. Well, yeah. Yeah, they should. I hope they destroy the whole process. I hope all the unions crumble in the United States. Uh, The legal argument from Seattle-based Amazon which has long resisted organizing efforts and is seeking to redo the sole union win at its U.S. warehouses. By the way, the guy just said that since they can't defeat union organizing, they want to destroy the whole process. Amazon has defeated every union organizing uh, attempt except for one of them uh, so far, from from what I can tell. Um, follow similar claims made by SpaceX and Trader Joe's in a separate lawsuit in an agency hearing last month. SpaceX sued the NLRB, in early January, arguing the structure of the agency is unconstitutional. The lawsuit came a day after the labor agency accused the company of unlawfully firing employees who wrote an open letter critical of Musk and of creating the impression worker activities were being surveilled. Uh, They wrote an open letter critical of the person who runs the company. Um, Once again, even if musk should be okay with that he also should be able to fire them yeah <laughs> like i just don't see yeah. i don't see how this is a problem for any at reason all. whatsoever okay so the the good thing here is now we have amazon trader joe's i'm sure they got some money somewhere um and spacex clearly with elon musk having some money where uh, this is going to go to a district court in la i saw and since they're going to strike it down <laughs> <laughs> um it what if it goes to the supreme court and then what if the supreme court says yeah it's unconstitutional yeah like well they have those fire.
2: right-wing conservative trump yeah.
0: justices on
2: there there you go that cater to the big business billionaires <laughs> so you know of course they'll get struck down
0: <sighs> okay one more thing for our quick episode here today just a random we like technological innovative a lot of times, it's healthcare-related stuff. Speak for yourself. And um, in that case, Charlie, you read this one. All right?
2: <laughs> handheld tests for breast cancer. Uses oh, that sounds fun. Your saliva. <laughs> <and> can- <laughs> A handheld <laughs> test for breast cancer uses your saliva and gives accurate readings in five seconds. Yeah. Now Yeah. So Boy, I guess your saliva is connected to your breasts.
0: I guess so. I mm. guess it's all
2: it connected like to the breastbone. Is connected to <laughs> exactly. the exactly hip bone. Okay. Yeah. Who Do gets women- to conduct
0: the test? That's what I want to know. Yeah.
2: I guess it's supposed to be a self test. I think. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Do women prefer? Um, although we live in a patriarchy, so I'm oh. sure like mm-hmm. you know men are going to have to <laughs> administer this because uh, women probably don't know how to read it <laughs> once they. <laughs> Once they spit on it.
0: <laughs> they can read as you long know? as it's not a bell curve.
2: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Do you like that video? Yeah, That's good. So ridiculous. Do women prefer a mammogram to test for breast cancer or would they rather place a tiny sample of saliva on a test strip and get the results in under five seconds? Why don't you ask women that?
0: Yeah. Ah. I can't speak on this. A
2: new handheld portable device is not only extremely quick and easy to use, but very cost effective, say scientists from the University of Florida and National Yang Ming Chao Tung University in Taiwan. Is
0: all of that necessary?
2: The National Yang Ming Chao y- YMCT University in Taiwan. <laughs> the device itself about the size of your hand. Whose hand? I don't know. Uses common components that cost just $5 that they're selling for $5,000. i am sure. And uses widely available glucose testing strips costing just a few cents each. The biosensor works by using paper test strips treated with specific antibodies that interact with the targeted cancer biomarkers.
0: Now, I've, you know, interesting topic of conversation here. They, they say that the thing costs $5 and uses widely available testing strips that cost a few cents each that's great that that's what those physical things cost. But what about all the time that's gone into figuring out this technology to be able to screen for breast cancer, apparently Mm. with a device like this. there's a lot of time that goes into that. And then people could argue that this should cost $5 and five cents or something like that. You know, it should kind of cost what it's worth it to you. Mm. In my opinion. Yeah. Sorry to be a greedy, terrible capitalist and all that. Now it's, should be cheaper and it will be much cheaper but it's not going to be $5 just just warning everyone mm. it's not going to be 25 yeah we'll see
2: when a drop of saliva is placed on the strip pulses of electricity are sent to electrical contact points in the biosensor device look at that mm. look at that science compared to the costly alternatives of mammograms which expose women to radiation or MRIs and ultrasounds which require extensive equipment expensive researchers called Sorry, expensive equipment. Re- it's also extensive.
0: It's very too, extensive. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Researchers called the device revolutionary. The team believes their device, which uses the open source hardware software platform, uh, Arduino, I think that's how you pronounce that, can help people in remote areas to detect breast cancer early on. Why just remote areas? I feel why like not, why not everywhere? any area. This, this seems simpler than a COVID test.
0: It seems, there, like, kind of like a COVID. I don't know yeah. if you have to, you know, swirl it around in there for a little bit. I'm not yeah. sure.
2: The study's author, University of Florida PhD student uh, uh, Juan, said, "Imagine medical staff conducting breast cancer screening in communities or hospitals, but why can't you just send them home? Like, why can't I <laughs> order this you off should do Amazon?" This at home. In many places, especially in developing countries, advanced technologies like MRI for breast cancer testing may not be readily available. Our technology is cost-effective, with the reusable circuit board priced at five
1: dollars. Now, okay,
0: I don't mean to be non-white pill, but I'm going to be. In a lot of these countries where you don't have the uh, screening, you know, you probably don't also have treatment for cancer too. <laughs> They're like, hey, we figured out what you got, what you have, and they're like, oh, I got breast cancer. Like, yeah, and they're like, I'm still gonna die. No, like, yeah.
2: <laughs> what can we do about
0: this? No. Well wow, no, We can't do it. But anything. at least now we know. Yeah. You know, that's. The de- I'm kidding. The cool part about this is that
2: although they can still. Probably transition girls to boys in those countries, and then you don't have to worry about it. So maybe you just elect for a trans surgery. There
0: you go to get your breast removed. Problem solved. It removes the cancer. The cool part about this, sorry, is that women have spoken. I've been hearing for years that mammograms are terrible, a terrible thing to go through. Mm, yeah, and it turns out eventually similar to men. What I hope is terrible. Yeah, what I hope, what I hope is happening is that we're going to find a faster, uh, more cost-effective. A more pleasant way to screen for this kind of thing. And you'll catch more cancers. You won't like catch, not like a communicable, communicable cancer or anything. Yeah. You'll catch them early. Yeah. Uh, and less people will die from these cancers. That's my hope right here. Is that is that what you think is going to happen?
2: You're hoping less women die.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's my hope. Yeah, me too. And I'm also hoping that people can save a ton of money. Yeah. You know, it's weird. Like the people on their would, car insurance. Yeah. By switching to the test strips for mammograms. Exactly. The market will provide Charlie. That's what I'm trying to yeah. tell you. Now let's shift into dumb bleep of the week. We got some dumb ones. I mean, it's going to be tough. to top last week's acorn assault video. We don't have anything like that, of course. So if you're ready for something as dumb as two cops, just completely unloading into their own police cruiser, uh, you, you came to the wrong spot i don't have one of those for you this week i'm sorry
2: did you did did you see the two lady cops unload i saw
0: that one yeah i like forgot four about four
2: magazines into a someone's an apartment
0: own home yeah someone's <laughs> yeah identify the target identify the target before you try to kill someone
2: also the way they were shooting is like
0: they had no training yeah you see like they were like uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Oh Yeah, we could have had that one this week, but I guess we don't. Uh, Let's get into some of these dumbs here. I've I've got... This is a weird one for us. Charlie, I don't know if you're ready. We don't normally do this because we don't normally have to. LP National is the first dumb bleep of the week. Uh Uh-oh. Now, I um, happen to agree with the Mises Caucus takeover. I'm not an anti-Mises guy. I know the guy who runs the Twitter. He's a great dude. He's been on the show before. So... You still have to be fair, though, when you see something really dumb, okay? Because we have this whole split now between Russia and Ukraine, America, all that. And if you're not with me, you're against me. And everything about Russia must be bad. Or sometimes everything about Russia must be good if you're taking the anti-American or Ukrainian stance. And sometimes the truth is actually between all of those things. And or many things can be true or false at the same time. And so here's the tweet. They have Alexei Navalny and they have Julian Assange. And it's one of these memes where uh, it's got uh, who I believe is Paris Hilton. I'm pretty sure on the, on the top and the bottom. Never which are, heard of her. Are both her favorites. And so Alexei Navalny, it says jailed for illegal, illegal activities. And it's got Paris Hilton, the West, crime. Uh, and then jailed for exposing U.S. war crimes. Julian got, Assange. Uh, Julian Assange. It's got the West or, or Paris Hilton being like, yeah, yeah,
3: okay, no big, no big okay, deal,
0: no big deal, that kind of thing. Now, this is if you remove the jailed for illegal activities thing, I would actually be like firmly behind the idea of this tweet because I do think the reaction to Navalny was hypocritical. You know, America has plenty of people in prison. Ukraine has put Americans in prison. One of them died just a couple months ago. Plenty of countries around the world put people in prison. We are currently right now trying to put Julian Assange in prison for 175 years for exposing crimes committed by our government. And so you could say that the reaction is hypocritical by people and everyone's freaking out over the Navalny thing and not the same people are freaking out over the Julian Assange thing, right? Like that all seems fair. (laughs) I don't like the idea of the Libertarian Party putting jailed for illegal activities over Navalny's face and then saying jailed for exposing U.S. war crimes over Julian Assange's face. Jailed for illegal activities is a very non-libertarian thing to say, considering the fact that if Snowden came here, he would be jailed for illegal activities. We have a lot of people in jail for illegal activities here in the United States for things that should not be illegal. Exactly. You could put Trump's face right there if he ends up going to jail and you could say, Jail for illegal activities. What are you all worked up about? He broke the law. Yeah. That's a very non-libertarian stance to take on something. Because the a lot of times illegal activities should not be illegal. And also, I think it's pretty safe to say that Navalny was a political prisoner, and that I would just venture to guess that a bunch of the stuff that he was in jail for was made up so he could be put in jail.
2: They also could have fixed this with uh by putting jailed for illegal activities on both.
0: Yeah. They <laughs> like if they would have, cause I understand
2: what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. I get it, but either take off jailed for activities for Navalny or put jailed for illegal activities on both. Mm-hmm. And then it,
0: it would be the same, yes. Then that the that analogy shows the works. hypocrisy. There's exactly. the analogy, yes, yes, very true, yes. Uh, so yeah, LP National Twitter account. Has That's been their a, first time. It's been a while, maybe since oh, the old regime was was controlling yeah. things. Mm-hmm. Uh, we since had some Navalny of was running it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, there is a there is a community note on this uh, saying that Navalny's criminal cases and imprisonment are deemed to be politically mo- motivated. Um, these are more. I I just think it's safe for us to assume that it was very politically motivated. I would not give Putin the benefit of the doubt that they just truly found crimes that this guy committed and was going to we're going to keep him in prison for the rest of his life. It's okay to say that Putin is an authoritarian dictator. And at the same time, you can say that America shouldn't be putting billions of dollars into this war. That there eventually will have to be a negotiated peace deal between Ukraine and Russia. It's gonna end in a sna- stalemate, not a snail mate. That well, it's kind of snail's pace right now. Mm, yeah. So you can call that a snail mate if you want to call that. Uh it's okay to say all of those things. That doesn't mean that you have to like have this weird defense of Putin and Russia all the time. You know? I, I kind of got into it with people on here, and that was the main argument. Like, oh because I posted I don't remember what it was, but they're like, oh, simping for Putin and all that. I'm like, no. No, I'm not really simping for Putin with the arguments I was just yeah. making. Just don't look this. at your bank account. Yeah, you know no. where
2: Putin's sending you. Don't look at
0: that rubles. Don't look at the rubles. <laughs> so <laughs> On let's, the rag. Let's be fair here. Number two is a uh, organization called Project Liberal. Project Liberal is ran by Josh Eckel. So mm. figure we uh, might as well play both sides here. You know, like we always do. All right, what is uh what What's this post, Charlie? Oh man,
2: I saw this by the way. Not mm-hmm. this specific post, but I saw the you know the girl under the desk news on TikTok? No. Yeah, anyway. No, I don't know that. Basically. All right, let me read it. It's from Project <laughs> Liberal. In Oklahoma, a nine non-binary sophomore next Benedict Great name, by the
0: way. Great name.
2: Yeah. was brutally beaten by three girls in a school
0: bathroom. Uh I guess they self-identify as girls, Um, those three girls. I guess all of them do, yeah. Okay. Except for this person who was non-binary, they. Okay. Yeah.
2: This came after months of bullying following the passage of anti-trans legislation in the state. Okay, well, go ahead, sir. School staff did not call an ambulance. Next, died the next day. Electing MAGA bigots has consequences. Don't forget this. Almost none of that is true. No.
0: No, I got the I got the story. Yeah.
2: Almost none of that is true, by the way, except for mm-hmm. the fact that this girl did die the next day.
0: Well, and the fact that it came oh, I'm sorry, this non-binary
2: sophomore did die the next day.
0: And the fact that this is following the passage of so-called anti-trans legislation because everything that happens from now on is following the passage of whatever that legislation is. I hate it when people say following the that that's everything. Yeah. We did this show following the passage of anti-trans legislation <laughs> yeah. in in Oklahoma. Yep. I hate it when people say that. It drives me nuts. Um, we do have the actual... So I, I'm not going to assume to know who wrote this. I guess that doesn't matter. we we'll just say it's on the page, Project Liberal. Um, there's a couple things to remember. It came after months of bullying, following the passage of anti-trans legislation. There is no proof that this had anything to do... There's There is no connection drawn between... Bullying at a school between high schoolers, I'm assuming, or actually middle schoolers, I guess. Which has happened since school was yes. invented, by the way. And, and it, the passage of a bill in Congress. Like, it wasn't like these middle schoolers or whatever they are. I'm just judging by the face of this person. High schoolers, pretty sophomore? Oh, sophomore. Okay. Yeah. The, there's no way to draw a connection and say, like, oh, well, high schoolers, all of a sudden, they saw that the, uh, they, they saw the state pass this legislation therefore we're going to beat the crap out of somewhere we're gonna in the bathroom
2: now we have the power to beat yeah. people
0: and, and no matter what we do we know that the school staff is not going to call an ambulance, ambulance because, because of the, the legislation yeah. which exactly. says when a, when a kid is beaten up you don't call an ambulance um, here's the story and accounting from the, uh, the police and everyone um, this person next did not die as a result of trauma uh, official cause of death we actually don't know right now we'll finish up this story uh, coming coming right up free talk live what's up this is Laridia night with Nate and charlie on the free talk live network coming at you from Nashville, Tennessee, we have already started dumb bleep of the week. We're going to get right back into the uh, story here in just a sec. Remember, you can follow our podcast, Good Morning Liberty at night. We're called Liberty at night. Our daily show is called Good Morning Liberty. You can find that on your favorite podcast app by going to BrandyLies.com or join, join gmail.com. So it's important to note that this person, uh, went and got a health assessment. By the nurse at the school. Uh,
2: By the way, they all walked themselves there. Yeah,
0: they walked to the nurse's office. That
2: was one thing that was reported that uh, the necks had to be carried. Nope. No. Nope, they, or he. Is it a he? I mean, I I don't know. Is it a he that transitioned as non-binary? I think it's... And was in the girl's bathroom?
0: No, I think it's a girl (laughs) that decided to be the decided was was none of them go back to that last
2: picture i'm not sure i I need to get this right hang on a second oh yeah yeah okay that's pretty feminine i guess (laughs) you don't know you don't you don't know i mean i was just kind of curious if it was a dude in a girl's bathroom
0: yeah if that could cause a fight i would say he deserves it yeah (laughs) (laughs) but in this case i don't think that was uh what actually happened Um, It was determined that ambulance services were not required. The school nurse recommended that Nick's visit a medical facility for further examination, which... Which, by the way,
2: their grandmother took them to the hospital. They were assessed and released. Yes. That day.
0: Yes. And then... (laughs) And then died the next day. And then the next day. We don't really know why. I mean, I guess you could guess uh, it was some kind of suicide or something like that. I don't really know uh, what the reasoning is. It'd be kind of weird for a sophomore that just dropped dead randomly uh, after some kind of incident like this. There could have
2: so, been some kind of small brain bleed that they couldn't detect that led to a bigger one. It's possible that but, this came from
0: trauma. But given the actual information I that we have. that. The idea that you're going to just assume that this was bullying because of the passage of anti-trans legislation and the school staff did not call an ambulance while you're inferring that an ambulance must have been necessary, even though everyone went to the nurse and everyone was deemed to be fine by the school nurse. You're just doing all of this, like someone said in the group here, just so you can... Hate on Republicans well, the, or MAGA the last, people. is the, the yeah. second
2: to last sentence there. Electing MAGA bigots has consequence. H- as if those people wouldn't have been elected, this would have been prevented yes. somehow. Somehow this wouldn't have happened. Right. Because no one's ever been bullied well, they would before have made bullying, MAGA.
0: They would have made it against the rules at the
2: school. Oh, you yeah. see,
0: this school dropped all the rules. You can bully <laughs> uh, trans or non-binary yeah, kids, you know, exactly. because of the uh, MAGA bigots. And the problem is you know Project liberal, and I'm just making the possibly incorrect assumption that maybe josh uh our friend we talked to, I think he's a good dude, stuff like this this makes me uh not take anything that you say seriously because you're reaching so hard and you're showing your biases so hard when you post out stuff like this, and you're gunning for clicks, retweets all that stuff on Twitter. And you're doing the same thing that all of the other polarized people on Twitter do, which is just making stuff up about someone that you hate and assuming that it's gonna get really good play and it does not contribute but hey anything positive or beneficial.
2: I would say if your goal is to make money, if that's the goal, this might be the right yeah. This might be the right
0: line there you to go. take. That's the right yeah, it's the right thing to do. That's the, what's gonna
2: get you the most clicks, the most controversy. It's gonna generate more con- more viewers of your content, which ultimately leads to more dollars Here's one the th- problem with Nate and I making money is we're too principled
0: we are <laughs> i re- like everything that go that does really well on Twitter is so oversimplified and, and polarized it's, it's polarized it's a or b you know that's all it is everything's binary uh, and except for this one that was non binary <laughs> um but everything is binary and just no situations are that simple, yeah. other than taxation being theft or you owning yourself or something like that. Like those things are simple. We need some common sense nuance. hmm. You know, common sense duonsity. Yeah. And that's what it is. Okay. This one might be controversial for even people in the group because I saw people disagreeing on why this was dumb in the first place. It was posted by the group. And it could be something that uh, I'm going to try to not get this wrong. Going to try really hard, but Trump uh, said during his town hall uh, that Russia defeated Hitler. Here's him saying that
3: right now. You're really up against a war machine in Russia. Russia, what they do, they defeated Hitler, they defeated Napoleon. They're a war machine. You're re-
0: okay, so there's the clip. This does have a community note on it right now. I'm not sure why it was put in the group. Uh, as either the person who tweeted this was dumb or what Trump said was dumb, it turns out, according to all available information, this is actually what I've been reading about today before we did the episode, but, and uh, it, it turns out that what Trump said was like mostly true. If we were going to fact check it, it I would, would s- be mostly true. Okay? But
2: I would say the, the cause of that was not Russia going after Hitler. It was Hitler's...
0: Ego. Well clearly Hitler defeated to, Hitler by being an idiot. Right. But now you can't. He was <clears> trying <throat> to invade Russia. That doesn't mean and then that, that
2: took a turn for the for the bad.
0: It doesn't mean that Russia could have done it on their own. So here's the backstory, by the way. There's this thing uh the Battle of Berlin or Battle for Berlin, Battle Battle of Berlin. This is where Hitler eventually got surrounded and killed himself in a bunker. Like we all know Hitler killed himself. What we assume probably as Americans is that we surrounded Hitler and he killed himself. Uh, it was Russia that was on the ground that did that. Now, we bombed Berlin and the bombing of Berlin for about 36, 37 days before Russia went in to Berlin. No doubt that helped out Russia a ton when they sent people in. It's not like I'm not saying they could have done it on their own or anything like that. But it was them who went in and did the surrounding and caused ultimately that day Hitler to kill himself. So you could say Russia killed Hitler, or you could say it was a group effort by all the countries that were involved in World War II. Did America take out
2: Osama bin Laden, or was it the bombing from the UK,
0: (laughs) you know, Um, close
2: by? I'm not sure. That allowed America to go in and do that assassination.
0: Was it the guy who made the helicopter? You know, it's probably who did it.
2: Yeah. You yeah,
0: I would say. Uh this
3: person
2: otherwise they wouldn't have been able to crash land. That's true. In his compound. <laughs>
0: There's one of them that crashed, right? Yeah. Uh, according to the
3: movie. Everyone I've lived seen. those.
2: Crash yeah. land.
0: Yeah. Um this person, Roma Sherimeta, with a Ukrainian flag in the bio, says, According to Trump, Russia defeated Hitler question mark. The ignorance and stupidity of this man has no bounds. That's the dumb bleep. There's the dumb bleep is it. Add on top of that, that this is a Ukrainian-American economist and a professor at CWRU. I don't know what that is. Um, is. Let's see here if I can get that to load. It's the College of Hard
2: Knocks. K- Case what? Western Reserve <laughs> University.
0: Case Western Reserve University. In Cleveland, Ohio. Okay.
1: Hmm.
2: Uh, well, you Wait, go back to that. It says... Uh, follow along to see how we think beyond the impossible in two hundred The possible. Okay. 280 characters. Okay, I get
0: Yeah, I got gotcha. you. They
2: innovate, inspire, and lead,
0: kind and of a, do not teach any history. Kind of an outdated post, really, because you can do however many characters you want now yeah. on Twitter, you know? They need to change that bio. No uh, one's updated their bio. Yeah. And so this guy is a professor at that university. Um, let's see, TEDx speaker. Um, Followed by Barry Weiss. Got uh, poets and quants under 40, 40 under 40, and Forbes' top economic thinker, uh, Roman Sharametta, saying that... Who's actually the ignorant one. And so here's the deal. Here's how you fix this. Because I had heard this plenty of times before, and most of the time I hear it when I'm arguing with commies online. And they would be like, well, Stalin defeated Hitler. And I'd be like, don't give me that commie trash right now. I don't want to hear it. That was America that did this. You know what I wouldn't do is be a professor at a university and come out there and call out someone and say that their ignorance and stupidity has no bounds when I never looked at the top Google search result for whether or not Russia defeated Hitler before. Yeah. Because that's all you got to do or duck, duck, go or whatever I have on here. That's all, that, that's all that was necessary. It's not your fault for not knowing every single thing about history. It is your fault that you act like you know every single thing about history and that you go out there as some type of voice of authority on an issue and call out other people. That part is your fault. You can't be expected to know every single thing about history that there is. It's it's tough to trust history sometimes because history is written by the victor. You have no idea what actually happened anytime. So anyway, there's that's dumb bleep number three. I think that went well. Yeah. Overall. That was right. I, I like that. Okay, now let's do the Google Gemini thing. Uh, I've heard so many people talk about it recently. I almost took it out just because I'm sick of hearing people talk about it already. But did you? It made you physically sick. Yeah. Did you see all the Google? You had a fever. The Gemini posts? Because I I saw some of them. I got on there and I started asking it to make stuff the other day. And then it eventually just shut down and stopped letting me stop making photos for me. And I was like, draw me a picture, Gemini. (laughs) And it wouldn't do it. Um, so you guys all know the make story. Make a bicycle
3: clown. <laughs> Shut up, funny guy. Make it.
0: <laughs> so you guys know the story. Jim and I would be a competitor with uh, ChatGPT and all the other. There's a new one called Sora that's making crazy videos. Have you seen those videos I, out there? That is pretty wild. Yeah, pretty nuts. It even has a reflection in the it's glass. Kind of scary when you. It's a little scary. It's, yeah, when you think about Slightly.
1: it. Slightly. Hmm. Mm.
0: Anyway, uh, give me an image of a medieval knight and so you see here images of medieval knights you get a chinese woman a black woman a uh i don't know what this guy is with a bow and arrow looks and to be asian as a well hat. and then you got a, a black dude wearing armor with a, a man bun tree going off of his head right there so one of the great <laughs> examples
2: tree <man> <laughs>
0: uh, how about the image of a pope uh you get a a black dude
2: have there uh, been no white people generated at all?
0: They they you can get it to generate some some I saw one of the biggest posts going out there and it, I think the first one he got was when uh draw me a picture of someone named Seamus. <laughs> and it gave like four or five examples and one of them was a white, white guy. Okay. Uh, so it 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 will make a white person. I've seen it a couple times now. And then you have uh a uh, minority woman of some kind. I, I don't want to guess uh, what the nationality would be um, for the, uh, the Pope, which is probably something that would never happen. These kind of things are kind of crazy. Like if you say depict a white scientist and it says that I'm unable to create content that reinforces harmful stereotypes or biases based on physical characteristics like skin color. And then if you say <laughs> depict a black scientist, and sure, here are depictions featuring black scientists from various fields. Yeah. And here's a female astrophysicist gazing at the night sky through a telescope, her brow furrowed in concentration. You don't get that same response. Anyway, no. what is this? A Swedish <laughs> image <laughs> of a Swedish woman. It's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Three ladies of Asian descent uh, and a black woman.
2: What about a slave owner? <laughs>
0: Have you tried that? I'm not sure if people tried that one yet. They might have said that uh, that wasn't possible or something. I don't have that. I just wanted to say that. Definitely be a white person. This is DEI coded into an AI photo generator. That's all it is. We all know about DEI. And when you actually code it, it's taken to its logical conclusion. And so the idea would be that anything generated has to be diverse. Everything, everything has to have diverse and inclusivity in everything. Even if you're asking for depictions of true things, of historical things, it is coded into its language that it has to give diverse and inclusive photos afterwards. It's just DEI taken to its logical conclusion in AI form. And I'm I'm glad that this went so viral. Google, I believe, the news stories are that they have shut it down. They have apologized and that they're going to be fixing it. <laughs> so I saw even Elon Musk posted that he talked to a high up at Google last night and they said that they were uh, going to be fixing the problem. They're probably embarrassed. So, <laughs> I'm sure they are. Yeah, <laughs> It's pretty ridiculous. Really cool. so that's Bleat number four. You got anything else on that? I, no. Okay.
2: I mean, look, we've talked a lot of times on the show that people... On the extremes, they're going to take themselves out. Yeah. You know, and and most people, you know, because sometimes Mm -hmm. I'm optimistic and I still think that most people have common sense and they're going to look at something like this and be like, yeah, it's stupid.
3: Mm -hmm. You know,
2: it's just dumb. Obviously, I'm not going to use a service that is like that. Yeah. And so obviously Google's in the business of making money, Mm -hmm. so they're going to have to change with the with the response of the market. It's just so which weird. Is what's gonna, which is what's going to happen.
0: It's so weird how you would actually essentially shut out a race of people. Like It is it is very racist. If you imagine that this were the case with any other race, that it just refused to make a picture of any of any other certain race that there was, well, that would clearly be racist. And you know what I think actually changed the tide for Google on this one? Was that when you asked it to depict Nazi shol- soldiers in 1943 it depicted like a black woman nazi soldier oh man <laughs> and i think that's what actually tipped it they're like okay we can't have black nazis Oops. Oops. <laughs> we can't be doing this clearly it needs to make white people for some purposes <laughs> and that'll be the first one here's uh rachel levine uh hhs uh secretary or something and here's the very important stuff Very important stuff right now.
3: Hello, I'm Admiral Rachel Levine. This Black History Month, I'm pleased to partner with OMH in advancing better health through better understanding for black communities. Climate change is having a disproportionate effect on the physical (laughs) and mental health of black communities. Black Americans are more likely than white Americans to live in areas and housing that increase their susceptibility to climate related health issues. And 65% of black Americans report feeling anxious about climate change's impact. Through
0: The measure of how many people feel anxious about something means nothing by the way. Like when you have an entire propaganda machine that is built to make people feel anxious about something and then you go out and you report, well, since people feel anxious about this, we have to do something about it. Yeah. Like that's you. You spent all of your time making people making, anxious about this. Exactly. You know, yeah, and then you use that as proof that you must do something afterwards, right? That's not it. That's not. I just if I
2: tell you you are gonna die every day for like years, and then you are anxious about dying. Now I I gotta solve that problem. You gotta solve anxious, it. You mm-hmm. gotta solve the problem of your anxiousness, man.
0: And I am sure. I mean, I can't speak for the community, but I am sure that there is no one other uh, that the the black community wants to hear from and have taken care of them than a man pretending to be a woman that's an yeah. admiral, uh, for the department of health and human services. Well, well, that's they,
2: that's also white. Well, this guy <laughs> understands oppression. Yeah. You know, just like the black community does. It's
3: <laughs> like it. Yeah. Worse even,
0: I think on Pro- the totem pole. Probably sure. worse. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Through our Office of Climate Change and Health Equity and the Office of Environmental Justice, we're working with providers and community leaders to identify innovative approaches that empower communities to address to health consequences linked to climate change.
0: That could have been done over email. That was the most BS, corporate jargon, email trash I've heard.
2: Linked to climate change.
0: Yeah. How do we know? It's linked. <laughs> Temperature, you uh, know, goes up. And, and yeah. once you prove that the temperature went up because of climate change, well, you look at adverse effects from the temperature going up, or even if there's like a bad weather event, well, it's probably because of climate change. It was this much better. And so like anything that affects people is a link to climate change. That's right. And so therefore you must fix it because people are anxious about it.
3: Visit hhs.gov for more information and tune in next Thursday to hear from another HHS leader on how you can contribute to advancing better health for Black communities.
0: Oh, riveting! I can't. I missed this Tuesday. This Thursday's thing. It must have been out uh, yesterday sometime. I should have tuned in. I will have to go looking for that. Yeah. I don't. This kind of coddling, like we have to get together and try to advance better health for black communities it's this constant thing that black people can't take care of themselves therefore they need a white man dressed as a woman that goes by Rachel giving a speech that was written by google gemini <laughs> and up here that's going to help them you know finally advance in their communities yeah. as if we haven't had people enough government aren't involved
2: smart enough to take care of their own no, health. no they can't
0: they yeah. can't do it too oppressed Too oppressed. Okay.
2: Oh, man. Yeah, I think if I was in the Navy and that was my admiral,
0: (laughs) yeah, I'd be like, no. It gets worse from here, Charlie. Trans women's milk is as good as breast milk, says the NHS. (laughs) Trust the science. (laughs) You gotta trust. (sighs) I wanted to say a disclaimer here I'm not a scientist. (laughs) I haven't done the test on the milk. Okay. I've never tried the milk myself. Okay. Um for all for all I know you test the two of them and they're identical you mix them up you don't write down which one came from a woman and which one came from a man and you just can't tell okay, okay. for all I know that could be the case uh, I highly highly doubt that it's not but uh anyway here Charlie won't you
2: all right and NHS trust well, I don't know what that is what's the NHS trust I'm not sure okay looks like a derivative of NHS Mm -hmm. has said that breast milk produced by trans women who were born as men is as good for babies as that produced by a mother who has given birth in a letter to campaigners, the university of Sussex hospitals, NHS trust. There it is said. So, uh, it's a hospital by the NHS, which is the national health system of the UK. Mm hmm. All right, they said that the milk produced by trans women after taking a combination of drugs is comparable
0: to that produced following the birth of a baby. It's another bit of generalized language I hate. Everything is comparable. It doesn't say anything about how comparable it is, how close it is. It's comparable, yeah. We compared them. Yeah. <laughs> it was comparable. I think generally people mean that it's close, but um, I don't like general things like that. The hospital
2: trust, which runs Royal Sussex County Hospital, uh, Worthing Hospital, and Royal Alexander Children's Hospital, among others, was also the first in Britain to use the term "chest feeding" in place of breastfeeding because it is also considered by some to be more inclusive.
0: But wait, don't the men have breasts also? Well, I mean, it's wouldn't that still be it's uh, still breastfeeding, right? No, it's chest feeding. But they, like, I'm, I'm a man. We don't but even. Like- There's, you know, we don't even call it We
2: don't even call it for women anymore. It's just chest feeding. Yeah. The trust created what it called Britain's first clinical and language guidelines supporting trans and non-binary birthing people. 2021. Congratulations to them. Within its guidance were assertions about the ability of trans women to produce milk for a baby. Uh, These were the subject of a complaint last year by the children of transitioners. The organization was founded by a woman whose father transitioned in an effort to provide advice for children in a similar situation. In August, 2023 response, the hospital defended its claims referring to five scientific papers dating back to 1977 and pointing to the WHO's guidance and overwhelming evidence that human milk is better for a baby Mm. Than formula milk, but don't shame the mothers who can't produce no. enough breast milk.
0: No, I, this is one thing I was gonna say. Like, it, I guess there's a chance it could be better than formula milk. I mean, we do have formula milk. That's what I was raised on was formula. You know, that's what's wrong. And uh, that's yeah, why you have a tinfoil hat? That's the problem. Yeah, I got tinfoil hat and a lisp You know, it, it comes from formula milk. All right, we're gonna finish up uh, dumb bleep of the week. This story and a a few more really good ones coming right up on Liberty at Night. And we're back. It's Liberty at Night with Nate and Charlie on the Free Talk Live Network coming at you from Nashville, Tennessee. We are almost done with Dumb Leap of the Week. That's the show that we do every week where the live group, the Fed Haters Club, join gml.com. They get to listen live with us, which they do every single day on our podcast, Good Morning Liberty. They, they get to listen live and vote for the dumbest thing. Right now, we're talking about this uh, story saying that uh, trans female milk is as good as uh, female breast milk. So what I was saying at the at the beginning that I'm not a scientist and I haven't compared the two samples, and I'm probably not going to, um, they could be comparable. I guess they're coming from a human a human breast. They're made by a human being. Something like that. What's dumb to me is the fact that this article exists in the first place. And that we're talking about men taking a bunch of medications to make themselves produce milk yeah, so they can feel better about themselves. About their chest feeding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I just, you know, I, I didn't imagine that we we're, would get here. We're just you know? about
2: going to take everything away from women.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Nothing special about a woman whatsoever. No. Nothing.
2: Eventually, we will literally take everything from them mm-hmm. their sports titles, their ability to breastfeed and be the, the primary caregiver of children. Yeah. yeah. Their ability to have children. Pretty soon, they'll accomplish the goal of not needing women at all.
0: There we go. <laughs> I guess I can get behind that. And I don't understand.
2: (laughs) I don't understand how the feminist crowd is the same crowd that goes after these things. Like, uh, I don't know, man, you know, eventually you'll just be able to have a baby with yourself (laughs) as a man. We don't need any women and you'll be able to feed it Mm -hmm. care for it. You know, basically you'll,
0: you'll do yourself.
1: Mm -hmm. You'll create your own baby.
0: Yeah. I mean that's got to be the we'll most be- like top level inbred that there is. <laughs> you can't get more inbred than that. Yeah. You know that's what these people are after. <sighs> Inbreds. <laughs> <laughs> okay, number seven. Let's keep well, it going. They seem
2: to want an all male
0: society. I guess so. Yeah. Um, I'm well, they're not male though. Let's get this out of the way. Uh, Representative Jamal Bowman. That's the fire alarm guy. Oh. Um, well, he's pulling the alarm on. This thing, he wants to create a hip hop task force. And I suggest that it's ran by Ben Shapiro. But I don't know. I don't think he would agree. Uh let's hear from him. This is not just about music. This is about addressing
2: the injustices in our society. Now it's time to organize
0: formally and bring into the halls of Congress the What I love the hype guy in the back. Can I just can I just show a little love for that? you ever been to a black church. Guy? <laughs> what is uh-huh. he doing? Amen. He just said we got to do to Hallelujah. formally and the guy in the back's like, "Mm. Formally." Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. What are you doing? Why does the word formu- f- formally really get you going? <laughs> He's preaching, man. Organize
2: formally and bring into the halls of Congress right. the power right. and the transformative nature of hip hop culture. Our goal. Is to make sure the hip-hop community has a seat at the table as we work on federal policy.
0: Okay, let me tell you what this is all about. Because I know what you're thinking, WTF. What is this all about? A coalition of Democrats are looking to use the power of music to tackle some of the most pressing issues facing black and brown Americans. Meaning they want to take music and use it for propaganda. Uh, for specific policy goals that they have, uh, which I thought they were already doing, um, but maybe not. Jamal Bowman on Wednesday unveiled the Congressional Hip Hop Power and Justice Task Force, or uh, that's what it goes by, outside the Capitol. Do these people not have anything to do? That's my question. (laughs) Like who's sitting around thinking, oh, we need a task force. Well, he's on recess, right? Hip-hop power and justice task force. This is what they do on recess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> keep, them in, keep them in the building then. No more <laughs> recess. The task force will use hip-hop's messaging of building a more equitable society. Yeah, that's what I remember from hip-hop when I was growing up. Yeah. Of building a more equitable society. You got all them hoes? Why can't I have all them hoes? <laughs> They
2: got big booties too, yeah. apparently, from what I've heard.
0: <laughs> to know? help spearhead initiatives to address economic equality, affordable housing, and racial justice imperatives. Yeah. Instead of someone just like throwing all their dollar bills out, it's going to be two yeah. people that are in need out there the whole time. <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, Bowman explained that the inspiration behind the task force came from reflecting on how the genre impacted him. Uh, Over the years, hip-hop... That's how he's falling in love with strippers. (laughs) Yeah. You know? (laughs) Hip-hop, which has celebrated its 50th anniversary last August, has often been used as a political tool for black and brown Americans, and Bowman said he hopes to capitalize on that through the task force.
2: Now, I will say old-school hip-hop with the F the police and things like that. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not necessarily against those things. (laughs) I think freedom of speech. And there were obvious moments in America's history where police were... Unfairly going after I would say the black community simply because they were black, especially in places like Alabama, yeah, and other places where they were specifically putting black people on death row, even though we know for sure that they didn't commit any kind of crime, and so I understand <coughs> some of that um but at the same time that to, to think that Congress needs a hip hop <laughs> task force
0: like to uh, Do they they have a SWAT team? Do you think hip-hop's going to get better or worse after this? (laughs) After people sign up to do propaganda? And the whole thing, like that they're going to be directing people or trying to help people on what things to write songs about and using them for propaganda. The idea that these artists who have done well for themselves (laughs) are then going to take that and use it to help people in the government that have all the power that Mm. there are. Uh, It's just... It's
2: a little backwards to me, man. It's the live group thinks they're just trying to find mm. a reason to say the N-word in Congress.
0: <laughs> Get away with it. <laughs> Alabama school choice voucher plan is the bomb. And by that, they mean a B-2 bomber dropping bombs on public schools, according to the illustration. That looks like a threat. That Somebody should <laughs> call that in. It does look like a threat. There's an a, um, article here from AL. I think that's AL.com, like Alabama. Dot com. Um, What tell us what they think about school choice.
2: All right. Kay Ivey and Alabama GOP lawmakers have a stealthy new name for promoting resegregation and white flight from public schools. From his column, whites will soon be a minority in Alabama schools. So state may pay students to leave. John Archibald writes, and here we go again, because flight has a new name, a new engine school choice governor k Ivey and assorted lawmakers unveiled a bill that will designate a hundred million dollars in state money to pull from to pull from public schools and hand it in increments of up to seven thousand dollars in tax credits per student to those who would like to fly
0: that seems pretty cool yeah fly sure yeah what's wrong with people being able to fly I like flying. So, of course, they mean all the white people are going to leave the schools. Now, I don't like how they say they're going to do $100 million in state money. No such thing as state money, only to the extent that they steal it and we don't take it back from them. But that's what they're calling state money. And this is money that's supposed to be a portion to go to schools, to send your child to school. And so... looks like they're going to do it in form of tax credits. Yeah. Why is it a bad thing uh, that you would be able to instead go to a better school? than the crappy public school mm-hmm. that your kid's go into right now. Yeah. Is it about the schools and the unions, or is it about wanting children to get a good education? Because when I think about schooling, like that's kind of what I would want it to do, and that would be my goal. Educate? Yeah, like educating kids oh. in the, the best way possible. Mm. Because each child is an individual, and each one of their educations can matter. And so anytime I see that a child could stop going to a crappy school... And then take that money and go to a better school instead. I can't make that sound like a bad thing in my head, but some people do because they don't care about the kid going and getting better education. They care about the public school and the unions and the public school teachers that are at that school losing, having this money taken away from them. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there's a little bit more here.
2: Uh, fly, and what he means by fly, they're going to go to religious schools, to private schools, to schools that might seem better than those left behind, but have no way to prove it, except for like better test scores, test scores,
0: a higher attendance yeah. rate, less violence, people having better lives afterwards, <laughs> and people choosing to go there yeah. instead of the other one, mm-hmm. stuff like the that. The fact that people just choose it, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> Alabama leaders want to take your money and hand it. Separation of church and state, be damned to church schools and other institutions that don't have to follow state standards, that don't have to take the same standardized tests that are also impossible to compare to public schools.
0: Um, yeah. it, you know, when you do do the tests, you see that the public schools uh, suck really bad, <laughs> that's the important thing to me. Like those public schools sucks really, yeah. really bad. And the other school, clearly you could have a better outcome. If it wasn't a better outcome, then people wouldn't be choosing the, pay to send their school their kids to that school instead of to the public school which they could get in quotes for free with their <laughs> money that they already have paid in in taxes mm-hmm. which is not free i get it i know the thing the anti-school choice thing is one of the weirder movements that there are out there because these are people who uh clearly care more about the failing school being able to continue failing and students being able to continue getting terrible educations, then to have some edu- then have some competition,
2: yeah. And what
0: what it's would like, okay, happen if your school public-
2: really better? Then what, why are you what are you so afraid
0: yeah. of? Make your school better, yeah. Do that. Maybe you decide that you don't need eighteen administrators in that hallway right there, and you could spend some other money on other things like uh, better books mm. or whatever it is that could do better for the kids.
2: And you see a lot of people in education getting mad about this. Like it's because they're being fed propaganda from the unions. Mm-hmm. It's, it's obvious to tell. That's actually what it. I, I see a lot of people mad at Bill Lee. You know, mm-hmm. they think he's the greatest governor in Tennessee history, except for his school choice. Yeah, he just hates these kids, man. <laughs> you know what we need is more money into public education because we. That's, it's a lack of money. That's paying one hundred and eighty-seven thousand dollars per student isn't enough, <laughs> man. <laughs> We need to be spending a million dollars a
0: student. All right, let's get on to the next one from the Daily Signal and other publications. The Nashville... You pulled this up so you could say the F word. I'm not going to... We're not going to say it because I don't want to have to go edit it out and oh, we'll have to. For the for the radio. Yeah. Oh.
2: Even if we're reading something that someone else can't, said. I mean, just can't say
0: the F word. <sighs> and by the F word... It rhymes with maggot. Yeah. But not the same thing as a mag. It's not like a comparison to a man No, maggot. I'm just saying you that know? those two
2: words yeah. rhyme. Like They're both you, verbs.
0: If you exchange the first letter, uh, which is an M, and the word maga, then you put a an F there instead. Yeah. Then you would know the word that we're currently talking about that we can't say <laughs> on the radio. <laughs> this might actually count, <laughs> but we can talk about
2: what word it is without saying it. I don't I don't know what the rules are. Take that, (laughs) (laughs) FCC.
0: Nashville transgender shooter is not a left wing extremist because she called victims F words. ADL says it's the F word that we were just talking about. Yeah. Uh, So because she used the F word towards the kids, um, she's not a left wing extremist. Would it be they? I don't know. I get
2: so confused. I don't know which one this person
0: was. You know? Um,. I don't remember. I think uh, female, biological. Like when you look down there, there's, there's no, you know, other words that we can't yeah. say too. So uh, the Anti Defamation League claimed that right wing extremists committed all the extremist related murders in 2023. Of course, as long as you have a very narrow definition of what extremism is. Yeah. Uh, discounting the apparent extremism of Audrey Hale, the transgender shooter who killed three adults and three students in March at the Covenant School in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, Let's see. Stephen Crowder released three pages of the shooter's manifesto, uh, which police confirmed were legitimate. Hale, a white female, reportedly identified as male and went by the name Aiden. Her manifesto expresses hatred for white people, whom she refers to as crackers. You know we can say that one because it's 2024 and it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Hale, A white female report. Oh, I just read that right there. Uh, Kill those kids. Quote, those crackers going to private fancy schools with those fancy khakis and sports backpacks with their daddy's Mustangs and convertibles.
2: That is the most right wing extremist conservative Mm -hmm. sentence I've ever. You wouldn't
0: hear that from a left wing propagandist. To clarify, they did not say that she was a right wing extremist. They said that she was not an extremist this was not an extremist killing. Oh, okay. This was just someone who was mad at a previous school that she had gone to. Okay. Uh but they then said all of the extremist killings were from people on the right and this one which I think you could clearly say would be a left-wing extremist uh would be uh, not counted in that group at all. So um f u little s words she wrote I wish to shoot your weak a You can say ass on the radio. Can you? Yeah, you can. Okay. D's with your mop yellow hair want to kill all you little crackers. Bunch of little F words uh, for for gay people with your white (laughs) privileges. F you, F words. Yeah. Kind of tough to read when I'm not wanting to go back and edit stuff Mm -hmm. later, you know? Yeah. Uh, So anyhow, this is not left-wing extremism because, because she said the F word. Yeah. And you would not as a person on the left call people the F word. So therefore was, you can't
2: be left wing extreme. Well, except she's trans, so she's allowed to use that word, right? Yeah. Just like people in the black community are allowed to use the N word. She's uh-huh. in the trans community, she should be allowed to use that F word, right? Yeah. Isn't that how that works? I just like we're in the white community, we can use crackers. Yeah, we can say that. You know, with impunity.
0: Just any amount of because, times we want to say cracker.
2: Right. Yeah. Put that on a cracker, <laughs> dude.
0: <laughs> uh, the ADL told the Daily Signal that Hale's case does not show clear evidence of extremism. The case of Hale... Everyone does, else,
2: everything else <laughs> did, though, Yeah, was clear evidence of extremism.
0: Uh, the case of Hale does not appear in the report. As we did not find clear evidence of extremism, Hale left some writings not released by the police that they described as lacking any specific political or social issues. Three pages of document were leaked that contained hateful epithets directed at white and LGBTQ plus people, which did not provide evidence of any particular extremist ideology, but rather primarily sentiment and grievance at students from the shooter's former school perceived to be better off than the shooter was. And that's what it was. That's left-wing extremism because that's Marxist extremism right there. Still
2: extremism. They don't claim that.
0: Nope. Okay, an easy one for number ten. Let's get to that so we can get out of here. Uh, it's going to be the NYPD dance team. So we do have a nice video. I know what you're thinking, folks. If you're in New York, why the police you... department has a dance team? They do now, and let me tell you what, man. They have been practicing their little <laughs> hearts out. Okay, and it has failed miserably. Are they? Um, are these people cops? Yes. Like, they, but they practice weekly uh, to be on the dance team okay they get paid they get paid for being on the dance team too oh they're like an extra that's like a new thing now i don't see any guys in this group which i think is sexist are you Uh,
2: sure that that one in the back's not a
0: um
2: no i don't think
0: there's any well (laughs) (laughs) sorry i don't want to be offensive here but this dance team is terrible okay here here you go Ready for the, for the beat.
2: you can tell who the real dancer is. There's one. And it looks like she used to probably be on a former team, I bet. That'd be my guess.
0: Okay. Uh, why'd you stop it? I didn't. That was the end of it. No, I want it's more. One, it's, only, it's only one minute.
2: <laughs> oh, I want more. This is probably saving lives in New it York. It
0: is. It is. They say it's boosting morale, but I don't, <laughs> I just,
2: the, I, the, what we do know for sure is that the club can't handle them right
0: no, now. <laughs> no, you don't want that. No, you're not going to see the them up in the club. The club can't even handle them right now. Yeah. um okay so if you haven't seen the video there's a couple problems number one this is a stupid idea for a police force with dwindling people on the police force who's having a tough time with crime um you know like enforcing the laws that they have keeping people safe and um they enforce
2: laws against those damn investors though
0: they do they do (laughs) This is probably a, a a Trump dance right here. They're just happy about that. You know, whatever it is. Um, so that's number one. That's the problem. Number two is that they're not good. And need
2: There's one that's decent. That's what I think she probably came oh, yeah. from some kind of team who probably leads the group, I bet.
0: Is it the one in the middle? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. I,
2: and you can tell that by the facial expressions.
0: <laughs> okay. Because she's not having to think about everything else.
2: Well, that <laughs> and then they... If you notice, like dancers and cheerleaders, they over-exaggerate their facial expressions, but they're no. taught to do that. I never paid that much attention myself. They're taught to do that. To their faces. So.
0: <laughs> okay, let's get the uh, votes in. All I do in. is
2: watch their face.
0: Yeah, that's, that's why you see the facial expressions. Right. I just look away yeah. uh, the entire time. Let's get the votes in. Number one was the LP Twitter post. Number two was Project Liberal anti-trans thing. Number three was Trump on Hitler in Russia. Mainly the guy's response to that. Number four was the racist Gemini Google number five was the Rachel Levine video. Number six was the men's breast milk. is just as good <laughs> as a ladies uh, breast milk. So can't believe I got to say that one. Well, number seven, uh, Bowman's hip hop task force. <clears throat> number eight, the school voucher conversation. Number nine, the school shooter, not an extremist, according to the ADL. And number 10 is the NYPD dance team. There we go, Charlie.
2: That's right. Get your votes in while you're voting. I'm going to tell you to share the show, leave us a rating and review on Apple podcast or Spotify and go to all the links in the show notes, support the sponsors. That's how you can support the show if you don't want to give directly. But if you do want to join the Liberty movement and be a real libertarian, there's only one place that you can actually be a real libertarian. We've Mm -hmm. settled the debate.
0: We have. Yeah.
2: It's by going to join gmail.com being part of the Fed Haters Club and signing up to be a real libertarian that's the only way people are going to be able to identify you
0: and at that point
2: like, as a real libertarian.
0: The science is settled at that point. No one else has a badge
2: that they ninety seven percent of libertarians agree mm-hmm. that if you sign up <laughs> to be a real libertarian, then you are a real libertarian yeah it's it's settled it's settled.
0: No one else uh, has that uh-huh. so there you go. It looks like oh. is there
2: a way to fearmonger people into joining? Can we drum up a bunch of anxiety?
0: Um, yeah. And then if you don't sign up to be a real libertarian, we're going to come to your house and murder each one of you. I didn't say that. No, I didn't either. Yeah, that was Nate. Yeah. <laughs> you just wanted to drum up anxiety about signing <laughs> up. So I mean, that's the first thing I could think of.
2: Do we have a tie? No, just a uh, one
0: narrow Ooh, squeak. Looks looks like it's going to be the men's breast milk.
2: Yeah. It's just as good. There as, we go. Yeah. <laughs> Men's breast milk is just as good as 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 white milk.
0: (laughs) What a time. What a time to be alive. You know, let me give you a point of positivity here, Charlie. Things are not going to get better before they get way worse. Yeah. But what I've decided is that I'm going to be fine. And I'm going to make sure that I'm fine.
2: Because you're going to milk your babies.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I've got an endless supply of milk. What's the problem here? What's everyone so worried about? You don't even need to to store liquids anymore. You just need to store pills. You don't even need to
2: store anything in your bunker, man. This is so
0: positive.
2: (laughs) You want some oatmeal? Sure. And you don't have kids, but I do. And I just think about like like milking my son. (laughs) (laughs) just like, what the is going on? (laughs) I can't even right now. 2024, you man. You got that part out. Yeah. I said the full-blown F yeah. word. <sighs> okay. I'm crying right the, now. My the positivity is, up. though,
0: each one of us individually can find a way to make sure that we're going to be okay. <laughs> All right. And then after you figure that out, you can do that for your family and for your community. Find a way that you're going to be okay. And that's what I'm going to do. at my house. If you enjoyed tonight's show, make sure you listen again next Tuesday night and make sure you tune in every single day of the week when we want to on your favorite podcast app and you can find us Good Morning Liberty on your favorite podcast app. Over a thousand episodes. We'll see you next week.